Blog Talk Radio. And I just turned here with that old man. This is what I am, what I am. Understand, I don't give a damn. damn.
and uh, let them know who we are and what we're about and spread the love and the movement. So that is that. Yeah, call us, email us, tweet us, Facebook us. That's all the ways to get at us. And uh, we are, or we have been, I should say, joined by, again, my co-host extraordinaire, uh, Cameron Hawkins. So let's, uh, without further ado, bring him on to the program. Uh, Cam, what's uh, what's happening? What's uh, going on this week? How are things? Oh, did hmm. Oh, okay. Um, let's put him back on hold there. <clears throat> uh, we've got oh, chat room is open by the way. We've got uh, looks like we have a new listener. Goes by seven zero two one two. I don't know if that's like his uh, zip code <laughs> or not, but it's first time listening and uh, listening live. Okay, live. So he might be a fan, as he says he's stoked. So uh, way to uh, <clears throat> way to get in there live seven zero two one two. Yeah, let's try Cam again. Excuse me, my uh, voice is. <laughs> hope, hope that does it. Uh, Cam, uh, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, that's me hitting the uh, hitting the mute by mistake, man. My fault. Oh, oh, okay. So you're sitting there talking to yourself, like I'm here, dude. What, 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 yeah, what? like I'm looking yeah. at it, like yeah, my fault. <laughs> um. So yeah, as as I said, what's happening? How are things? You know, doing all right. Um, you know, making a way, as it were. Um, how about you? I would uh I would say the same. You know, it's that end of the month crunch that uh that's uh <laughs> let's say working class will go through this time of the month. Yeah. So yeah, it's you know, exactly. life. Exactly. But uh but we have a ton of things to talk about. Maybe not a ton, certainly important things to talk about. Some uh yeah. some mm-hmm. like real life Criminal shit. Um, yep. We've got uh, allegedly, you know. I want to. Got to be fair to all, all involved. Um, and you've got uh, some developments with the Royal Rumble broadcast team. <laughs> so yeah, we'll get into all of that. As I gave out all the information. Uh, yeah, Cam. Um, what are we looking at headline wise and and uh, Twitter poll wise? I mean, I, I think um, the best thing that we can do is to lead off with uh, go ahead and lead off with the poll. Um, I think the poll is a bit more uh, friendly, at least in the moment. I think we're going to have a long discussion about uh, yeah some uh, some interesting behavior um, in WWE. But uh, yeah, the poll basically, you know, Roman Reigns loses the uh, loses the Intercontinental Title to the Miz on Monday night. Kind of automatically, a uh, a light bulb goes off for me. Yeah, a light light bulb goes off for me, and I'm like, oh, what does this do? Like, in your mind, does this make him the favorite to win the Royal Rumble, um, or, or not? And you know, we still have about 45 minutes left in the vote, but right now, 61% says yes, this makes him the favorite. 
uh, 39% say no. And, you know, typically with these polls, they're people who are, if not as informed, kind of on the same wavelength of knowledge that we are. And so, you know, it's been the working idea that this was, you know, Nakamura's kind of uh, kind of Royal Rumble to lose, um, depending on who you listen to. And uh, people seem to have, you know, flipped on that idea. Um, I think our man Kevin DeFrango really gave us, um, you know, a great tidbit of knowledge. I didn't realize Fastlane was happening between Elimination Chamber and, uh, and Mania. So, like, to me, that does kind of open up. Well, both – okay, so you thought it was just one pay-per-view, <clears throat> I guess, between Rumble and – isn't there one each, like a Raw and a SmackDown one? No, exactly. I'm not sure. So, yeah, so so everybody has the Rumble. Uh, Raw has Elimination Chamber. SmackDown oh. has Fastlane. So, depending on who you root for, kind of the direction that you pull, um, it really means that you know, somebody has two chances to solidify uh, a main event for either Raw or SmackDown. You know, like, who wins the Rumble is getting a shot at the title. But if Roman Reigns were to win, you still have Fastlane to determine your SmackDown uh, main event for WrestleMania. If Nakamura or somebody on the SmackDown side won, you still have Elimination Chamber to determine that. So it's not as concrete as I think I made it out to be at first. Um, but, yeah, there, there's still – there's definitely wiggle room, and there are people who feel like, you know, you get the uh, – similar to what they did with John Cena going into WrestleMania against JBL, you know, you get the uh, the secondary title off the guy um, to have a, a clear path to uh, what's going to happen a bit later with, um, you know, with the world title match um, so that, you know, you only end up with one title. I, I think you're, you're also leaving another possibility, another, another possible, you know, storyline or, or added wrinkle. And that's that they haven't been with either men's or women's rumble, but they haven't been, they haven't set the rules on. Uh, are you are you are you bound by the, your brand? Because a lot of people yeah. are thinking Finn Balor wins the Rumble and goes and challenges AJ Styles. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm absolutely okay with that. <laughs> that works for me. Uh-huh. I got this whole thing with them. Show, I had a whole thing of them showing up the day after WrestleMania after AJ retained against Nakamura and in a shuffle. Maybe not the next day or the next Tuesday after WrestleMania, but <clears throat> soon after, sometime in April or May, the Ballot Club shows up, you know, the Good Brothers and, and Finn, and it looks like, oh, snap, look at the whole real, the whole, it's going to be like the real squad sort of together, AJ, and mm-hmm. and then they turn on them, and it's full-on Ballard chasing AJ, heel Ballard with the faction, chasing AJ till SummerSlam, you know, whatever, to, throughout the yeah. 2018. Um, but my original point, yeah, they haven't been. They've been pretty uh, uh, ambiguous with who challenges for. You know, are you bound by your brand or not? They haven't brought it up a- at all in any, in any context. I don't think. Yeah, I have not. Could you see it going the other way? Like everybody, 
the, the reason that's a thing is because Finn goes to SmackDown and challenges AJ. People want to see that. Do you have a SmackDown guy saying, you know, could you imagine that would be could, could Nakamura win the Rumble and say, I got I business Brock. to settle with Brock Lesnar from seven? That'd be awesome. Well, and that was a great match. Um, that would be really cool. I mean, they'd have to talk about something that's 11 years old and not in their company, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, the Rumble is is uh, is the big, you know, the big... i got to turn that off. The big uh, deal for the weekend. But we got TakeOver, and we have... Not just the Rumble match itself, but we have, uh, you know, a couple of championships on the line as well at the Rumble. No women's matches, I don't think, right? They're all focused on uh Yeah, I think it's just Rumble. the Rumble. I don't think they've set any title matches. Yeah, they're just kind of, Alexa and Charlotte are just kind of coasting. And seriously, did they, did they have to make Alexa wear, uh, like, no, like, was Alexa barefoot and then, and they gave put Charlotte in heels. Yeah, that's a natural difference. Is that really what five foot and five eleven? Is that what? If, <laughs> I just. I guess so. Man, that shot was was. Oh man, I don't know. It just was jarring. Although I knew it was coming. Like, of course, she's almost six foot tall. If not. A legit six foot. So, yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, so yeah. What were? Did you get to the actual results though of the poll? Well, yeah, yeah. It was. Um, you know, it's it's going to end in about forty minutes, but it was uh, sixty. Oh, right. Uh, it's not over. Yeah, sixty-one percent say yes. Um, Thirty. Uh, yeah, thirty nine percent say no right now. Yeah, and I actually <clears throat> voted no. I uh don't think I was surprised at the loss, but I think it's just to kind of clear the way, period. Like because mm-hmm. however they however they get there, they're going it's gonna be Roman versus Lesnar. I think that's one of the safest assumptions. So whether whoever wins the rumble or not, like they, like you said, they could still get there. And even if there was no elimination chamber or fast lane, but they're typically, uh, historically, always has been, uh, or at least in the last you know, twenty years, fifteen years, yeah, twenty, whatever, been a February pay per view for WrestleMania. Um, yeah, there's TV. I mean, Booker T got his shot at. At Triple H in the Battle Royal on Raw that Rock yes. was in and did commentary most of it. Uh, so I remember one year, same again, Raw, maybe even the very next year, RVD, Triple H, somebody oh, got a – they did some kind of triple threat match maybe for a shot. I could, I could be – Mistaken, but I think that happens. So shit can happen on TV. You don't need a pay per view to establish number one contenders, but but you also have that. So I don't remember what my damn original point was ninety seconds ago when I started. But we're just saying that uh, there are opportunities. Um, there are opportunities to no. 
you know, settle on a number one contender that don't involve pay-per-views. I understand that. Yeah, yeah. So, that. Um, let's see. And um, the other big, like, wrestling thing, as, as I alluded to earlier, uh, we're going to get the go-home show for that tonight, is TakeOver. And I'm excited yeah. to see a TakeOver in in Philadelphia. I think there was one... Did, there was, I guess, the last time there was uh, the Rumble there. Was that the? Yeah. They doing? Yeah, I think that we got to take over there. So I'm, I'm just excited to see how how that that crowd, you know, reacts to people on the show, people I like, people I don't like. Let's uh, let's see how in tune Philadelphia crowd is, because it's definitely not the same crowd that was, you know, going to these shows in '02 when I was going every time they came. So. Yeah, I'm always always interested in that psychology. Um, so yeah, but uh, all right. With that said, any 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 um. So oh okay, so that's like the poll. What is like the headline? Is it just hey WrestleMania or Royal Rumble weekend? There it doesn't need to be anything other than that. Yeah, I mean I I think that's it. I think you know we're we'd be uh kind of lying to ourselves if, if we didn't say, like, you know, Enzo Amore is the big focus right now. I think he has to be. Um, dealing with a really, like, a really serious situation. Um, you know, apparently back in October, um, there was a police report filed saying that Enzo, you know, raped a woman in Arizona. And, um, you know, I, you're innocent until proven guilty. And that's, that's the way our society works. Um, I just want to stress that. I, well, I you're pass, presumed. Yeah. That's not. I, I pass yeah. no judgment on this person, regardless of whatever flaws he has. Um, I think that blaming the victim or the alleged assailant, I like to believe personally that, you know, people don't commit this crime uh, along with a few others. I would like to believe they just don't happen. Um, so we'll see how it plays out. However, um, you know, he works for what they say and what I've had to find out in not the easiest way. Um, you know, depending on something you may have done wrong, um, depending on the company you work for, sometimes it's, it's something that needs to be disclosed. Um, not in every situation, but in in some. Um, a situation like this where you're working for a company that's publicly traded um, with what, and not even just that, with what the accusations are. Um, it's in your best interest to disclose that because they directly affect uh, your job and who they're going to have you work with and things they'll have you do. So, you know, he apparently failed to disclose that, and WWE found out about it through social media. And whether or not you believe that, you know, past issues with the company um, had any influence on that, you know, they do apparently state they have a zero-tolerance policy for anything of that nature. So, um, you know, they, they showed him the door, and we'll see how it plays out. I mean, you, you again, you always, me personally, I always hope this is not something that someone did. I hate people to be falsely accused of things, especially like this, but I just like to believe, you know, every time this doesn't happen to somebody, it's a good thing in my eyes, so we'll have to see. But, yeah, um, it's going to be an interesting few months, year for, uh, for Enzo Amore. 
Yeah, my first question was going to be why, if this happened in October, why are we hearing this about this at the end of January? Uh, but yeah, if that's something that happened on his personal, t- like I like you know not at a at a WWE show where somebody mm-hmm. would have seen or heard or something. If this is on his his time, it happened in his you know his city or state or whatever. It doesn't even that doesn't even matter. But mm-hmm. for him to to for him to not have. Like disclose that like immediately, like to management. Like you don't have to go tell yeah. the, the locker room doesn't have to know. Yeah. Uh, I I I don't care what was happening in October. I don't even want my mind like hmm, what was happening in October. Would it have been yeah. disruptive? Like nope, don't even think about that because it doesn't yeah, matter. And he yeah. should have gone and because because if you didn't like let's say you're Enzo and you and you didn't do it right and you're like I'm going to fight this I'm you still you're not going to they're going to find out WWE and they have that you no know, and they're going to be pissed like you you made them look like scumbags because my first question was yeah. was WWE sitting on this since October yeah. like pushing him like the biggest push he's gotten has come in the last. Six months, the last three months, you know. Like, also that. So yeah. you make them look like scumbags, and even if you're in in glorious, obvious fashion, if there's like that G uh, GTV when it's caught, what's her face who uh, on Raw was was saying uh, one was it one of the Mosh brothers. Or one of the headbangers, one of them, or somebody yeah. was like punk beating her up, like abusing her, and one of the GTV cameras caught her putting on like you know black eye makeup and going, yeah, I'm gonna get him, you know. So even if that comes out and it's like, yeah, Enzo didn't do it, and you know she's a bitch and a liar, do uh, you think WWE's gonna be like, hey, welcome back? Like, no, you still mm-hmm. like didn't you you still violated that relationship in a pretty major way. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to just be like, you know what? Even though you didn't do it, like you, they're going to be like, exa- this is exactly why you should have told it. Yeah, that's, that's so, a real issue. Like, some different companies have different policies, but you, um, like the nature of what it is that you do when they have you at meet and greets with people and signing the autographs for kids. And you know, it's just you're you're a, a public figure um, that they put money behind to be a public figure, and it's definitely you know a betrayal of uh, of what they've established and the platform that they've given you. So yeah, just just bad news all around. Like you know, and then really WWE. I don't want to say good for WWE. They they didn't have a choice. But to do yeah. it, you know, they did. I, I, I don't, I don't. Not, it's not a big deal either way. But I wonder why did they go the suspension route and then a day later or whatever, twelve hours later, say he was fired or, or released, they released him. I don't know if yeah. that's procedural. That's like, hey, that's our, our, how the corporate structure works. Because they could have just nobody's going to be like, hey, you didn't give him his. You know, like people understand, like you can't have a guy working for you that's accused of rape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like again, even if it, you go sorry, you know, at the end when when the guy gets gloriously, you know, uh, uh, 
you know, proven innocent, you just you can't, you know, you got to be like, hey, we got to take that shit kind of shit seriously, and and we can't just have you just roaming the halls of, of the workplace with that hanging over your head. Sorry, and it sucks, exactly. you know. <laughs> but you know, not if you did it. So, but that's a whole yeah. It's it's it sucks. You know, it's a it's a, yeah. it's a bad story. It's um, you know. Either something really horrible and traumatizing happened to a woman, or something horrible and traumatizing is happening to to a man for no reason. Yeah. But I think history's kind of unfortunately, One way or uh, sh- yeah, shown that. Yeah. All right, not even gonna. So anyway, all right, moving on to uh, not so uh, upsetting topics. Let's. Um, you know what we can. Talk to some folks. Uh, we got seven oh seven oh two one two, and it's still in the chat room. Mike from Grand Rapids uh, joined the chat room. Oh, oh, folks is. Um. All right, let's talk to some people. Again, hit us up on the Constellation Lines, 347-202-0103. Let's, uh, you know what, let's start out west since he uh, jumped on so early. Let's uh, let's talk to Brian out in Phoenix. To uh, 2019 Royal Rumble uh, weekend. Maybe Ryan's, uh, you know, what, remodeling his kitchen? Maybe. Possibly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe he was uh, throwing a bunch of pipes and pans down a long stairwell or something. Who who knows? I'm going to go through a long long introduction of who Brian Austin is, and hopefully by the time I bring him back on air, Brian, he'll be in a uh, quieter, radio-friendly type place. Brian Austin, 26-year Pro Wrestling Torch <laughs> newsletter and VIP subscriber. OG fan of the Torch. OG fan of the East Coast cast. I'm pretty sure Brian's been on onto this show, like, I don't know, like, day one-ish, but, like, you know, I think six months in, Brian. We had a fan in Brian. I, I I don't know. I could be wrong. We it could Brian like no. Nah, I didn't I didn't start listening until 2014. <laughs> but, but I don't think that's right. I, I, my memory is failing me now. So uh, let's uh, again try to bring Brian on, and hopefully things are a little quieter. Uh, Brian and uh, uh, Phoenix, what's uh, what's happening? What up? Hey, hey Travis. First time I hear the what up, so I can't even say anything. Okay, <laughs> no problem. What's going on? What's on your mind? Um, well, I hope you and Cammy have a real good night, first of all. Hey, chill out, oh, man. Shit. Chill out. <laughs> That's the first time I'll say that. It'll be the last time I say that. Uh, again, in, in all seriousness, I hope you both have a good night. I'm going to keep this short because I am in a public place, and I want to keep the noise down, too. I took you off of Bluetooth. So a couple of things. Okay. First of all, um, I'm going to stick really briefly with the topic you two gentlemen were just talking about, about, um, um, you know, 
women women saying no means no, and men should understand that. And I'm going to talk really briefly about the Aziz and Zari situation, where you know a woman writes an anonymous article, or an anonymous article was reported by a woman, you know, and she thought it was one thing, and he said it was something else. And you know, is he getting? He's you know, he didn't get publicly uh, skewed, but you, pro- you know, you know, his name has been out there, and it's been like a lot of you know, back and forth, well, he, what did he do wrong or, what you know, what did she do wrong? So, you know, it's, again, I, like you were saying, Cam, um, that to me is, you know, murder is, you know, of course, the first thing. But then you talk about, you know, I have a mom and I have an older sister, and, you know, I don't want that to happen to them. So I'm, I'm forgiven, you know, I, under, I, I can understand murder. Even in the most horrible, like, unjustified situation, I go, you know what? He got scared to pull your back. Okay, I can talk myself into that. I can't talk myself into that. You know, somebody raping somebody or molesting kids or something. That's not something you can, like, oh, I was just in this space and I was traumatized and I stabbed him. You know, like, nah. So, that yeah. guy just needed to. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Brian. Interrupt you. No, no problem. I'm sorry, Cam. Do you have anything, any other comments besides what you already no, said? No, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just listening in, man. I'm, I'm right there with you. We're rolling. Okay. Hey, so um, let's um, go to wrestling. So um, so it was announced by Daniel Bryan last night on 205 Live that they're going to have a, a um, cruiserweight or 205 general manager. And, you know, um, I'm kind of out of ideas about who they can even have do that. But you gentlemen, And then, of course, this new general manager, whoever they name, is going to actually decide the fate of the um, – Cruiserweight Championship. You two gentlemen have any idea, like some pick or a pick, that you would think would be a good general manager for a 205 Live? I'm going to go with Regal. I don't know why. I don't know what his travel arrangements are, but I, I go with Regal. You don't have to be a Cruiserweight. Because, uh, you know, like most guys in NXT are, what, 20 years younger than William Regal. You know, like he's not their age, so he's not their peer. Like, I would just stick with him. Um, I'll just show, show the confidence in him to do what he needs to do. And, uh, yeah, I wouldn't switch it up too much. Yeah, I don't see that happening, although it's a, it, it's a good idea. It, it's a logical, a logical idea. And, but he would, who, again, not knowing his schedule, if he wants to go back on the road, I mean, that NXT job might just be. And remember, he's doing other shit. He's a recruit. He's like their basic, he's basically their, their international recruiter. So he's not just sitting on his ass for for three weeks and then they do tapings and, you know, mm-hmm. he's out there flying around the country and around the world at times, you know, evaluating talent and shoring people up and just whatever, and making inroads with these people over here. Um, so for them to want to disrupt that, like, that's really, really important what he does down there, what he does in NXT and then, again, in his other duties. To, to to have him be, which would be great for us, the fan, wa- watching and the creative staff writing for him, <clears throat> I just don't know if that's a, worth the trade-off. Uh, I don't think he, yeah, like even if you paid him more, like, look, it's just, you want me here every week? And and, and again, you don't have to be there every week to, to for because he's not even on NXT, uh, you know, weeks without seeing him. That's that's cool. Uh, or at least live in front of the crowd. Um I'm I'm thinking they're going to go in a a silly direction 
or if not silly, like a not serious. I uh, like how ECW like had Tiffany as the uh, as their GM for oh, for no. a long time. I don't know, like nine months, whatever, like some significant yeah, time. She was the general manager of ECW, and yep. she played it straight. And she was trying to be a serious character, just like, hey, I'm the hot blonde. Tiffany, and all of a sudden, I talk like this now, and I have a super serious, you know, whatever. It was it was silly, but I, I don't know. Maybe we look back to who showed up Monday on that Raw 25 and start looking at 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 at, at those types of folks. Right. It's never a job that I think you get, but given the you know, willingness to stay current with the program um, and to talk shop. What if, what if they hired a man, Sean Waltman, as the, uh, as the cruiserweight GF to fascinate? Oh, holy shit, I even... <laughs> wow. Like, I you mean, know, okay, so he's, like, been in the fold on the, on the, uh, on the uh, periphery, if that... If if you can be both, you know, yeah. like he's he's in the fold, like he has access to Triple H, obviously, you know, and he's you know he pro- he provides ideas, but he's never been like officially hired, like at the Performance Center or anything. He's just like you know there when they need him to do a special appearance and the Hall of Fame and all that shit. He's definitely on call and all that. And he might be getting a Legends contract. I don't know. I'm not obviously in that man's. Contract negotiations, but they've never, from what I know, given them any real like responsibility or input or beyond. Oh, hey, hey, thanks, Sean. That's that's why he's uh, like still kind of allowed to go on with Wade, and you know he's not mm-hmm. as like raunchy as he used to be, but he still talks, says it like it is, and will talk shop, and you know he's not giving away anybody's business, but you feel like okay, if he was official, if he had a contract and was getting, you know showing up at this thing every week and doing whatever input, he he wouldn't be so open with Wade, a guy he's known for you know whatever thirty years and is, is, is a legit friend. Uh, yep. Just a certain line those guys ha- ha- kind of have to draw, and you don't you don't blame them. Um, yeah. But man, that would be. Because he's not thought of, and for like what Cam was saying, you don't have to be a cruiserweight. He physically is a cruiserweight, you know, but he's not thought of. Like after the whole one, two, three kid beats Razor, nobody really, you know, his that kid persona went out the door when he was six Pac or when he was six and NWO and then transferred all that over to X Pac and DX. He was just the, you know, greasy, you know, badass little guy. You know, you never thought of. He won the light. I just have one title. Hey, whenever you're ready. You don't. You need a card, huh? too? No, nah, I'm going to Brian. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, guys. Um, yeah, I agree. I was thinking either same thing, um, Travis, or actually more Cam. I was thinking X-Pac or Sean Waltman. But then also I was thinking it could be some kind of, I mean, a woman would be another per, would be another good choice. Yeah. I didn't necessarily, you know. That's why I was going with the Tiffany thing. I didn't want to say. That's why I said, you know, not not silly, but they wouldn't treat her. I don't think, or they might try in this in this in this environment. They might go, you know what? Let's have a real, you know, 
woman GM who's not a gimmick. Like, hey, it's, you know, because Tiffany was, she didn't deserve, like, what did Tiffany do? She was just a, uh, you know, kind of a dumb idiot kind of gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so a couple other things, John, like, I'm insatiable. I'm I can't get enough. I need to find a boy. Like, wasn't that her? Uh, yes. That was the, the opening lyrics to her song, so her theme music. So it's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden she's wearing a power skirt and blouse and, you know, bossing people around. Um, so if they got, a legit, like, a real deal woman you would take serious, that would be really cool, yeah, for sure. Hey, um, guys, a couple other things, and I'll let you go. One thing is that I know last week, and they have they had one last night with Ty Dillinger did, like, those Sophie videos from, like, uh, house shows where they were, you know, hey, I'm gonna win the I'm gonna win the rumble, and um, they did that. Some people in the torch audio was pretty negative about those kind of um, those kind of promos, I guess you want to say, because you know, you're, hey, you're cheap, you're holding. You you were yeah, one two cam really? I'm not a fan. Well, I'll tell you one thing about a cam, and of course, I want you to speak on it. Is that I have a friend of mine who uh, she wanted to, you know, instead of doing text or phone calls, she wanted to use this pro- program. It's called Marco Polo. And, you know, I'm uh-huh. a 50-year-old guy, so yeah, I'm, okay. I don't know anything about this. So, yeah, so I downloaded Oh, really, I need to hit you up. Anyway, so I downloaded it, and that's how her and I communicate through that. So, you know, it's being, uh, again, in Arizona, Phoenix, you know, I don't know all the latest stuff that's going on, but, you know, I'm assuming, you know, kids, I say kids, younger people, millennials are using that kind of thing. So, you know, is they, they're probably um, more bonding with that than I would say somebody like myself would. But go ahead, Cam, I want you to, I want you to talk about it, please. Well, you know, and, and Brian, my thing is really, really simple. I just don't think it gives off a vibe of, of of toughness. Like, I don't think it gives off a vibe of toughness or seriousness. I told um, Wade when I did the show a couple of weeks back, I just told him this anecdote of me being uh, awake in the middle of the night, seeing that this girl went live on IG, uh, you know, at 2.30 a.m., I turn it on, and she's sitting in the back of her car uh, with the camera, like, stationary, I guess, and she's explaining about how this guy she's dating, uh, yeah, this guy she's dating is basically like, uh, he wants he wants to be with her, but he doesn't want to be with her. Like, he brings her around the family and says he wants them to have kids together and all that. Come to find out, um, I'm, and I'm listening to the story, I'm like, wait a minute, something's not adding up. I asked the girl how old she is, and she's like, I'm 21, and he's 21. And I couldn't have closed that app any faster, man. It was so stupid. Like, my point is, from all the videos I've seen like that, your GoPros and your IG Lives and your Snap Stories, they're just all so frivolous except when they're not. And they need to be something serious for me to get into them. So, like, that style of storytelling, like, even though I felt like Baron Corbin's promo a few weeks ago was actually good. But visually, it's just such a turnoff. Like, what if everybody gave their promos with a snap filter on that said, like, uh, Alexa Bliss's story, Finn Balor's story. It would be it's, – it, it's possible that it's too personal. I don't want to be that close to the action when somebody's telling me about them wanting to fight somebody. I don't want Daniel Cormier coming and knocking on my door uh, to tell me about this fight he has coming up. Hey, Cam, it's going to be serious. It can be too close, too close for comfort, I think. Excellent point, Cam. Excellent point. Um, hey, so I'll let you gentlemen go, and I uh, hope you will have a real good night. And um, Travis, I'm not sure. Um, are you doing an exclusive uh, VIP uh, 
uh, portion of the East Coast cast tonight. As far as I know, we uh, we certainly are. So even though you uh, publicly shamed me last week because I went to bed early, I will make sure I uh, send an email before you uh, do the show. And hey, I'm going to leave you guys on um, on the note where um, I didn't mind that uh, Owens tapped out to um, to the, uh, a calf crusher by AJ last night on SmackDown. And the reason why, and how he tapped out so fast, and the reason why, if we think about it psychologically speaking, if we think about it maybe a real match, let's say real wrestling, is that, of course, he knows, you know, he was already hurt. He knows he had the match coming up on Sunday for the title. And, you know, go ahead and just tap and, you know, live to fight another day. Now, you know, of course, AJ wants to get some revenge, so he leaves it on for a little while longer. But in Kevin Owens' eyes, hey, AJ's a good guy. He's going to release it immediately, or the wrestling going to get him off of me immediately. If you two guys want to talk about, or you two gentlemen, I'm sorry, want to talk about that aspect of that tapping out, Kevin Owens tapping out in such early part of that match, I'll hang on and listen, guys. Have a real good night. Thanks for having me on, Trav and Cam. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, right, Brian. Guys. Appreciate your calls and uh, interaction, as always. Uh, I have no problem with it, uh, especially in, in that context. It absolutely works. It, it, if done right, it could even work for a baby face. You know, if, uh, everybody has to obviously be in on it with, you know, the announcers where they're explaining, like, like okay, yeah, sure, nobody wants to lose. But when you've got the bigger, the real prize, <laughs> you know, days from now, you know what? Ah, who cares? Whatever. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You got this one. And um, so yeah, so that's 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 fine. And and, the, and yeah, it was done. I thought well, again, it happened super, uh, super uh, early in the match and super early in the move. Like ah, all right, all right, all right, all right. I don't even want to think about holding out on this. Yeah, and I mean, really. Um, I think it tells the story of a two out of three falls match. Like I watched that Eddie Guerrero Dean Malenko here pretty recently. Uh, pretty much soon as Dean Malenko locked Eddie Guerrero in the uh, Texas Cloverleaf, um, and Eddie realized like there was nowhere to go, he went ahead and tapped because there was another fall. Kind of the same principle with what Ko and Sammy were doing. Like they they both knew that there were two matches coming up. You know, so why again why risk health? or even pride at that point when the goal is for one of you to beat AJ to show him how vulnerable he is. You know, like, it, it really did make sense to me. But it's pretty good. Cam? Yeah, can you still hear me? Oh, yeah, there you go. Say that last part. I, you kind of no, yeah. drove out in just, here. It made sense to me. I thought it was good how they, uh, like, how they set that up um, as far as, uh, you know, as far as KO's happen early. And, uh, yeah, because, I mean, he, there's another fall to have. And 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 there isn't a promo, you know, left. But you could, you could definitely hear Kevin Owens, uh, you know, justifying that, up, you know, in a super heelish way. And, again, tweaked. You could definitely even use that for a babyface. It's not a, it's not the coward's way out. It is definitely a... It's strategic and, you know, you know the, the the real, whatever the cliche line is about the, the 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 real, you know, the real gold being, you know, being right around the corner. Like, why would you squander, 
you know. So yeah, so it's obvious. So yeah, it was I, I, all around though, Brian. Yeah, I like the, uh, I like how they got out of that match. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks for the call again, Brian. Appreciate it. Um, let's uh, take a non-VIP email. Got a few in here. Uh, let's start with Jabron out in Vegas. He chimes in. What up, fellas? Uh, I have two questions for you all this week. So I was listening to this show called Busted Open on Sirius, so Busted Open Radio, and they were talking about how Goldberg was a bigger star and draw than Sting was. And when they were both in WCW, oh, when they were both in WCW. A quick backstory about the show. So the host David LaGreca and Bully Ray do the show together five days a week. Uh, David has a thing with Sting. He feels like Sting is way overrated. Hey, that sounds familiar. He thinks Sting is way overrated and thinks it's crazy that people would have Sting on any Mount Rushmore, even in the top ten wrestlers of all time. Uh, when I hear this sh- this shit, when I hear this shit the other day, I had to bring this topic to y'all to hear y'all thoughts. Hey Cam, what are what are what are your thoughts on this situation on this it's topic? Like, do do you know where you're bringing it? Like, do you? Because, like, here's the thing: I definitely play up the idea of Sting being trash because Sting's absolutely not trash. Like, that's very unfair. But here's what's true about Sting, and I I don't think you can argue this a whole lot. You know, Sting was the heir apparent to Ric Flair, Um, and Sting had very good matches with Ric Flair and with Vader. There's probably some other names that you can throw in there. Foley, you know, Actus Jack, definitely. When Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man came in, they became the vocal points. Um. The, the the most popular thing that Sting ever did was not wrestle for a year and be moody, and then he came back to a subpar match with Hulk Hogan. Like, all the buildup. My thing about Sting is, for all the buildup that Sting's had, for all these moments designed to put Sting on top, I don't feel like Sting's ever delivered. And this is from somebody who will tell you one of his five favorite WCW matches is... U.S. champ Diamond Dallas Page um, using his U.S. title status to challenge Sting for the title and them having a very, very good match on Monday Night Raw. So, like, I, Sting's ability isn't to be questioned. He's big and strong and fast and puts on good matches. And, and um, had that look. I mean, come on. That was a really, a really smart look. look. Yeah. At, at both I mean, times and, of his, you know, in, like from, that, you know, the 88 Sting with the blonde hair and the makeup – and and the '96 thing, I mean, like he fit perfectly. Yeah. Uh, 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 he he fit a perfect, you know, niche caricature or whatever for that time. And to be real, you like NWO Sting, and not NWO, yeah, 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 Wolfpack Sting, who had the Crow Sting look, but the OG Sting energy, it, could still oh. splash you out of the building. Like yeah. Sting's never been bad at what he's done. And that's, you know, like, 
I don't think saying Sting is overrated is a knock on Sting. It's just saying yeah. that. Like to be overrated, you have to be good. That's what exactly. people like. It's not necessary. Like it's it's an insult. Typically, like, it's mm-hmm. usually meant to be an insult. But mm-hmm. like, somebody called me an overrated podcaster, an overrated internet radio host. Like, yeah, probably. But yeah. that, you know, you have to be like some. You know, you have to be in the conversation to even be like, considered. Yeah, but I'm probably not overrated. As good as my resume suggests. And that's fine. <laughs> we really are. Yeah. Amazing. You make your resume look good, you know. But but no, like Sting is not Sting as a as a singular character did not have the impact of Goldberg. And the reason that I say that is that if you compare their peaks as far as butts in the seats, people watching the show, Goldberg was in the ring and Sting was not. And like I don't know, that's my measurement. Like, it's different for different people. Like, if, if Sting coming down from the Raptors and hitting six Scorpion death drops is your measuring stick, then so be it. That's great. I think Sting's storyline was the franchise of WCW. I don't think you can point to a, a, a specific run between, like, 94 and the end of WCW in the ring where that was the point. And you can say Goldberg was the focal point of the in-ring action for like two years. You know, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm 32, so there's a lot of Sting that I didn't see or had to hear about, and he was great, but Sting had this long low. And, like, if you're picking your top two baby faces, your top three baby faces in WCW ever, how do you not go in some combination, Flair, or not even top baby faces, main eventers? How do you not go Flair, Hogan, Goldberg in some order? Like, if you were going to, if you were to, if you were to stick with, yeah, maybe not. I was going to say if you were going to go ba- specifically baby face, because I don't think Hogan's a decent baby yeah, face, think, a credible baby yeah, face at all in his entire WCW yeah. run. His, 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 that whole thing is, is is based on him, you know, turning in, in, in the mm-hmm. NWA and all that. Uh, you would have to put DDP in that, uh, in that. But since she changed it to main event. Okay, yeah. But, yeah, like, I guess Sting is, Sting is really, really good, but there are glaring holes that Sting has probably because he was with the company for so long that a Goldberg does not have. Goldberg's biggest hole was that Kevin Nash was booking. Everything else Goldberg did, like, made money and got people excited. Um, yeah. It just, I, I, there, there are people smarter than me who have watched longer than me who can probably counterpoint that. Um, that's kind of where I stand on it now. Yeah, and and admittedly, I'm not a WCW fan. Wasn't when I was a kid watching wrestling. Like I started watching wrestling in '84. The only reason I watched NWA was because I think back then Ricky Steamboat was still there. And by whatever '85, '86, that wasn't an issue. I go, oh, okay, he's in WWF. I'd never have to watch that. Awful, dark. Like as a six-year-old, I mean, I had these. Like I did not like NWA. It was just uh, when you had the 
bright, colorful, you know, fucking fireworks and, you know, toys. I didn't ever have a Ric Flair toy. I had a Nikolai Volkov one. I had a, uh, <laughs> you know, I had all kinds, you know, I had all kinds of WWF shit. So yeah. I, I didn't, uh, I never got into Sting. I knew he was there. Like, like oh, hey, yeah, yeah he's, he looks cool, but, you know, Hogan's better. And like you said, when Hogan and Macho came and they became the focal point of a WCW, could you imagine if in 91, I mean, it kind of happened with Flair becoming, you know, but he, he didn't even become the the focal point of WWF. It was still Hulk Hogan's company. So even if Hogan and Flair came at the same time, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Flair and Sting came to WWF at the same time, could you, you could never imagine them becoming the focal point. Like Sting let two, let guys come into his company and just completely outshine them. Not let. Yeah. I mean, it just that's just how it was. So whoever I guess they look Greca on that show. I don't know who's the not fan of Sting. Let me read the. Uh, David has yeah. So Greca has a thing with Sting. So I assume Greca maybe isn't the worker, or at least not. Anybody I would know, and Bubba probably just doesn't want to. He's not gonna <laughs> as much of a scumbag as he is. He's like, you know, I, I gotta see this guy. I worked with him for however many years. Like, you know, let the fan, let the non-worker have a strong opinion. Because I remember having a thing with Sting during TNA when we do them Impact recaps. God damn! And another thing, Sting. That was like a catchphrase of like the first two years of this show, the old East Coast audio show. And another thing, Sting. I don't know how many rants I went off on Sting, but yeah, he's he's not he yeah he never was. He was in the right place at the right time for a long time. I mean, for his whole career. And that's there's something to say about being being there and you know. So anyway, Jabron's second question. Just like I think injury is a skill, I also think timing is a skill, and he's very good at timing. He is is a 98 rating at timing. Like, congrats, Steve. And if you're and when you're WCW and you're and the the, just going back to like the kayfabe, you know, magazine days when we didn't know Sting knew. Like if 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 WCW knew Sting never was like just personality wise. Uh, like he's never going to go to WWF. He just would get, you know, he wouldn't last a year in that in that environment, especially back then. Like, come on, like not a chance. Um, in WCW, you can be you can be mediocre and be considered the best. That shit was not going to like really fly in WWF. You were going to be. Con- like, yo, we need you to work, like, 290 days a, w- a year, fam. Like, 60-day work schedule shit that you got. Like, the fuck? <laughs> so, just different. But if they'd have known, they would have, yeah. He just never got exposed. And yeah. good for him. Uh, so, yeah, Jabron, second question. Uh, not sure y'all exactly know uh, this how this works or not, uh, but do y'all know how does the merchandise and video games go for the wrestlers? Do they get separate 
contracts for their merchandise and for being in the video game. I asked because a few months back I heard WWE did not renew RVD's contract, and it threw me off for a minute because I was like, he's not been in the company for years now. I didn't get how he was still getting a check from the company. Uh, thanks, fellas. I'll be listening to the show. Um, well, yeah, I mean, if they're still, depending on, like, RVD is low-key one of the smartest guys in wrestling. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Maybe not, you know, taking chair shots and, <laughs> you yeah, know, certain certain aspects of the bumps. You know, I've seen more RVD take more bumps on land on his neck more times than I, you know, care to. Yeah, but hurt somehow, because of the preparation and everything he like, put into it as far as, like, stretching and and mm-hmm. eating good and 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 cannabis. I mean, I think that's a real, you know, a real factor. <laughs> um, you know, being able to bounce back from certain, like these brain injuries and and, and concussions and shit. Um, and people might laugh at that all they want, but they haven't have to research. Um, but yeah, I think he's low key one of the smartest guys. So he's like, he knows how to get his contracts worded. Yeah. And he might know how to get a certain, like, okay. So when you sign a standard WWF con- WWE contract, it's it's that thing where if you do outside things, like if you make a movie, like for all those years, Rock was doing movies or whoever was doing movies, not produced by WWE. Vince McMahon gets executive producer credit. credit. Yep, because that's written into your into your contract. Until you have enough power and lean and and leverage to have them not put that in there or be able to whatever make it more in your favor. It's your contract. Why is this guy getting? Um, that's that's the thing. But at this point, you know, or most most people can't. So so RVD again, just being a smart guy and on top of his money, he's. Um, I'm sure still getting video game royalties in a in a major way, not just because they have to pay guys. If you're if that's your likeness in certain ways, like they have to. But it's a matter of oh, do you get a check that's like thirteen bucks, or do you get a check that's you know thirteen hundred dollars, twenty five hundred dollars, yeah. you know, significant you know money. And if you're hearing about that. And making you wonder what the hell RVD ain't been around for, you know, for years. Like that's yeah. why he didn't allow himself to just be used by them. He said, you know, he just. I, I and again, this is all me making assumptions just based on history and how they go and how they treat people who know what they're doing. RVD been wrestling a long time. I think RVD and Goldberg had the same. I could be wrong, but had the same agent for for a little bit, or he had an agent of a big time like like his agent was big time. I do know that, and they hated dealing with him, especially that last that last go round because he would want like four months on, two months off, that kind of shit. And WWE only was, was only going to go so far. <laughs> like we can't be set. This can't be a precedent. We can't be. Nah, I don't give a fuck who you. Yeah. You know, you only RVD. That's probably what they was thinking. So, 
So yeah. So I think I think that's I, I, you know I I'd uh woo Chad Gable I'd uh maybe just keep looking into that and always stay up on you know. Oh yeah, and really cool. how people are, are paying people. <laughs> uh, yes, the video game, the video game contract, and the merchandise contract are different contracts. Um, I say that because. Mick Foley specifically issue with uh, what he was getting from the video game cut at what point, not the uh, merch cut. So, yeah, those are different. Right, because he's probably not getting but so much in merchandise. I mean, who's buying Mick Foley uh, merchandise these days? How much Mick Foley merchandise are they even making? Uh, yeah. But, yes, he's certainly in, in various games and digital type things. The app. Like the one where you're the overly muscular rock playing for gyms and all that bullshit, um, you know, you know he's that kind of stuff. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so uh, thanks for that. Um, let's let's. Uh, this guy's name is uh, Brian Third, but not like the number value. Um, a T H U R D. E A. Okay. Like heard, just with a T in front of it. <laughs> gotcha. So uh, I'll put this shit out there. <laughs> How to spell it? Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, Brian. Like, no, 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 no. This is what's going on. Uh, oh, he's from looking at the end of his uh, at the end of his email. He's from Kenosha, Wisconsin. He's been a VIP member for two years. So, nice. Yeah, I, I don't. I, this is. I think this is the first time we've heard from Brian, but uh, but I might be wrong. But yeah, good to hear from either new folks or non uh, or, even, or uh, you know people that we don't hear from for a while. So anyway, Brian, uh, he says good afternoon, Cam, Travis, and Rich. So I don't know if Rich is on the line. Not. He is not. Wait, four ten. Who's four ten? Where's four ten? No, he's not four ten. Um, but I'll remember it. I need to bring something up to Rich later. Uh, I have a few questions about the WWE cruiserweights, and he wrote this two days ago. Uh, do you think that any wrestler from the cruiserweight division might be in the Royal Rumble match? Hmm. It says if a cruiserweight wrestler won the Rumble. Do you think they'd be able to receive a WWE or Universal Championship match? Or would they be pigeonholed into challenging for a Cruiserweight Championship match? That would be some How bullshit. You imagine you you throw Braun Strowman out or, 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 or Mark Henry or some shit, and they're like, yeah, no, you get to face uh, Drew Gulak for the vacant <laughs> Cruiserweight Championship. Trash. Um, so this whole thing is about the cruiserweight. So let me just uh, just go through it. Uh, if a cruiserweight wrestler, oh, oh, I read that. I'm a fan of a few of the cruiserweight wrestlers like Cedric Alexander and Mustafa Ali. But I think a cool story would be if Neville made his return to win the Rumble, or, or at least participate in it. Imagine him challenging AJ in the WWE Championship. I mean, I don't necessarily. They don't necessarily need to main event WrestleMania because Orton won the Rumble last year, and his match 
uh, was not the main event. A cruiserweight wrestler uh, winning the Rumble may be highly unlikely to happen, uh, but I just wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, thanks for taking the time to read my email. Brian from Kenosha, two-year VIP member. Yeah, man. Uh, Brian, first off, don't be a stranger. If this is your first time uh, hitting us up, uh, don't let uh, don't let it be your last. And if this isn't your first time and you're, you know, don't be so damn infrequent. Um, but as far as Neville or somebody come, number one, they would have every right, I think, to challenge Obviously, for the universal title, if they wanted to put strict brand things because they were all branded wrestlers, uh, uh, mm-hmm. it would be the you know I could you imagine them going no I mean not imagine I could you, I could imagine them them going Cedric Alexander you what you know or, or Neville you won the Rumble how do you feel about facing you know Brock Lesnar and they're like what Brock I <laughs> I'm not wrestling Brock are you motherfucking crazy. Um, I'm going after that vacant cruiserweight championship match. Put me in that finals, however y'all determine. I'm in that piece. <laughs> and just like, hell no, I ain't wrestling Brock. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm good. Where, where, where's, where's AJ at? Matter of fact, where's uh, look, uh, where's where's Cian Almas? Like, let's let's go with that guy. Want no Brock? I do not want no static. <laughs> Damn! Not only do I not want. The, I want to drop down to the, to the developmental system. Yeah, I want these. I want these good reviews. I need that five star match. I ain't trying to uh, yeah. wake up in a coma or whatever, however that works. <laughs> um, yeah, that's just so Brian. So highly unlikely. Uh, I could see Neville though showing up and being in it and participating, like you like you mentioned. But ultimately, you know, obviously, you know, getting tossed out. Oh, I've thought, are we? Is this the year they bring back like the big Kofi Kingston spot? Like, do we get something like fancy from him? Or maybe I mean, something you have an New Day. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, because I mean, you have cruiserweights at your disposal, so maybe. But yeah, I think. Um, Especially with um, you know the year or two he's had, I think you probably do get a Kofi spot. Um, you might get a Shelton Benjamin get, spot. I, I don't you know, remember depending. you know getting one the last year or maybe even the last two years. Oh, like a big, get, you know. Oh wait, so we're getting a tag title match, but if Gable's in the Rumble, you're going to get a suplex spot where he's German and like, everybody. Oh okay. Yeah, he's going to be yeah throwing folks around with suplexes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be cool. Yeah, and I wonder. Um, yeah, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see who who the ten matches are going to be. Um, you know, in the Rumble or not? Like, we're not getting the U.S. title rematch, right? No, I mean. Bobby Roode's the champion, and yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so you got your Roode. I think that's you why they did it. Like, hey, we were just the Rumble's going to be mm-hmm. too much. We can't have that final at the Rumble. You got two Rumbles. <laughs> oh no, no, no! It wasn't for the Rumble. It was for next week, which would have been this week. We knew, hey, we just you know got. I don't know. I don't think they would have. They could have done that either way. That actually mm-hmm. would have been a nice 
primer for the Rumble. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they just needed something for last week, and they were like, we'll figure it out next week what we're going to do because it's WWE, and they booked by the seat of their pants. And that's yep. you know, how, it's, how it is and how it's been for a long time now. So stop being surprised that, that that's what happens. It's amazing. Like, I just can't imagine just – like, you live, like, paycheck by paycheck because you got to. But can you imagine, like, if I had, like, just, the, just uh, quote, unquote, money to burn, you know, like, yeah, I'd probably, and it's stupid. It's counterintuitive. It's like, yeah, I'd probably have a planner. And it's like, well, if you broke a shit, you probably, that's when you need a planner. And to be, like, <laughs> super, like, on top of everything. But whatever. Exactly. Anyway, um, <laughs> thanks, Brian, for the uh, email. And, again, don't be a stranger. And uh, we've got one from Mark and Ross that we'll get to in a little bit, but let's head back to the uh, phone lines, uh, 347-202-0103. Hit us up. Uh, let's go to Newark and talk to Kylan. Uh, Kylan, what's what going on? on? Not much, Travis. How are you and Cam doing this week? Doing all right? Yeah, doing okay, man. That's great. Uh, wow, what a week we've had so far. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's been a week. A week indeed. Uh, all right, let's, let's rip the Band-Aid off of our rather disgusting... Headline this week because my first question for this week is actually in two parts and it's on Enzo Amore. Mm -hmm. And it goes as follows. If Enzo Amore did not indeed do what he is accused of. Do you think WWE will rehire him? And if not, do you think Enzo will be able to make a sizable living on the indie scene, or will he have the permanent scar of being not not so yeah. not so friendly to deal with, and promoters remembering this is a guy that we might have to watch out for out of our rings because Lord knows what he might get into. Right. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to get rehired as I talked about earlier. Even if, mm. even if the, the smoking gun evidence that he's innocent, whatever that would be, uh, some kind of weird confession, whatever, you know, that the woman was lying even still, because he was, he kept that from the company for three months. 
and it wasn't until this woman, was it her? She made it. Like, they say social media, but it was because she made it an issue, right? On social media. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. she made a video yeah. and everything. Huh? Um, so I just don't, like, fam, you're not, oh, they let Liv Morgan do The Matrix? Like, fam, you're not Tom Cruise or some other, like, ridiculously filthy rich celebrity. Yeah. Right? Like, Tom Cruise, you can keep another celebrity wife, you know, another your wife, another celebrity everybody knows, and, a, and you know, trapped in the, whatever, all the rumors that was, you know, Katie Holmes, I'm free. Um, like, you have the power and the infrastructure and the money and the and the and the uh, uh, reputation, like people easily be like Tom Cruise didn't do that, or you know whoever this you know your favorite celebrity is, he didn't do that or she didn't do that. Uh, and so Maury, like first off, you're a pro wrestler, that every, like already like you you know you have that strike against you, like society already thinks you're a scumbag because you are. You work for a scumbag company and you do scumbag things, and your personality is that of a scumbag. Like, and and then you're charged with with uh, 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 being a rapist on top of that. <laughs> like, like you think you're gonna have celebrity friends after this? Like, you're not gonna be able to. Like, even indie companies might decide to be fucking have some goddamn morals because it would be. It's again, especially again, I hate to use the term, but in this climate. Even indie companies might not be able to uh, absorb the controversy. Might be one of those things where it's like, yes, Enzo Mori showed up, and we made a we made the biggest gate we ever had, and he had this exorbitant fee, and then people stopped coming to our show because, you know, the internet and people were like, hey, you supported that. And then the next I've show, we went from our biggest gate to our lowest fucking gate, or our lowest gate since whatever 2014, and blah blah blah. So it's a it's a risk, not even a calculated risk. It, it would just be like, why would you want to employ Enzo Amore? Like, why would you put him on your show? Man, I've seen this uh, this page come out like hard with we stand with. Like we stand with innocent Enzo, and I'm like, yo, I, I don't understand what you're what you're doing right now. Um, like, what? Huh? Like, why take? I don't understand taking a stand for somebody you don't know right now. Um, again, like it's just it's such a sensitive subject. I I couldn't imagine, like you said, an indie company hiring him to bring him in because with those crowds, like you never know how somebody's going to react to that, you know? Um, yeah, and again, WWE was so behind him, man. They had him on sneaker shopping, you know, on Complex. Like, it was, it was a lot. And, and just, uh, nah, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch him right now if it was my money, man. I would not do it. It just does not seem practical at all. Yeah, if, if you have anything to, to gain 
like if 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 you're name enough, if you're big enough indie that Enzo would show up to you and you could pay him, then you shouldn't have him. If he's willing to work, if you're having like thirty people at your show every week and he's willing, to like yeah. yes, hire Enzo, make flyers, do all that, <laughs> make your gate like like fam. <laughs> if you shut down and like you were you know have forty people at your show every other month, then who cares? But likelihood is he ain't going to show up. You can't pay him. So it's just a bad idea uh, all around. Yeah. Uh, Kylan, anything else? Uh, did you have uh, want to follow up on that, or do you have a second second thing to talk about? Yeah. Re-follow. Yeah. I, I don't see how Enzo has any possible way of getting out of this unscathed. I, I think oh no, he's already he had, scathed. It ain't, yeah, he's not getting out of his unscathed. Yeah. Again, I, even I if charge, even man. if somehow he was the smoking gun of his innocence came out and we all as the world saw it, it's, he's still scathed. He's not gonna, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, because you go, well, if he didn't do anything, he's totally innocent. Why should he? Because he, I think, permanently did damage to his relationship with WWE, and. Then maybe some indie would hire him in Impact or somebody who knows who whoever, you know. But but it's that's it. Like, but I think the likelihood that he's all of a sudden that he's miraculously innocent that he didn't do this. I don't want to jump on the side that he, you know, that he oh that he definitely did it. He doesn't deserve his day in court, and I'm gonna, you know, crucify him. Yeah, in yeah, the exactly. Public the courts of public opinion and all that kind of stuff. But this isn't something typically. That women go around uh, accusing people of, and again, like he's he's Enzo Amore, uh, and, and the, what are you? About it. What is she going to do? Write a book? Like, oh yeah, and, you know, let me let's sell some fucking books to, to what, stupid ass wrestling audience. No, when you listen to what she said happened, that that's it's it's very hard to hear. Um, it's very hard to hear. Um, yeah. and you just you do just really hope that it's not true for whatever reason. It's not true, but you just oh, it's a lot to take in, man. It's just it's it's heavy. It really is. And Brian brought up the uh, the, uh, the Aziz thing, and it's like that was less criminal and more like you like fam. Like it's one of those things where it's like, how can you like? I don't. I couldn't have. I couldn't fuck a woman who wasn't completely enthusiastic about the, the deal. Doesn't sound fun. Like I can't imagine. Like maybe it'd be different if I was married and we haven't had sex for a while, and I was just like, "Come on, baby, come on." And she was just like, "Fine," and pulled her pajama bottoms down and let me smash from. You know, that's different. That's life, and you know. But just like, like if she's like, if you gotta like beg, and she's like, "No, no," and like being, and you have to be a, like use your, you know, I'm a. Not that he did. You know, I'm a Zisan Sorry, you know who I am. But it's like. I, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's never a good situation when when everyone involved isn't like, yes, this is going down all year. Because that's what sex should be. And, and people might say, hey, you can't tell me what my sex <laughs> can and can't be. You know, but typically, mm-hmm. like, everybody should be, like, gung-ho about the situation. There should be no, like, gray area. 
And just personally, like, I'm not sure if I could get excited about the project if there was gray area. Like, physically, like, like I'd be like, that's t- first off, to, like, have to, uh, well, that's, you know, brute, like, violently, like, hold somebody down, like, beat them up in an alley kind of shit. Like, mm-hmm. and I get that's a part of your weird fucking, you know, you're just sick. But it's like, shit, how, I always wonder, like, how do guys get a boner, like, in that situation? I mean, if you're punching somebody in the face, they're crying, like, that's not sexy. Yeah. But obviously to, to, to you know, a, a sicko, I guess, you know, you know, that's that's the power, that's the trip, and that's the... Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's what this fucking going sucks, they even have to, Probably, you know, talk about this shit. Yeah, it really does. Like, hey, let's delve into the psychology, the psychology of rapists. On our fucking weekly video pro wrestling show. The fuck, Enzo, you fucking scumbag. Even to put yourself in that situation, like, yeah. Uh, I just, I don't understand, you know. I, I, yeah. All right. Um, your time frame's still the same as you told me, so we're good for another 10 or so, Cam. Uh, maybe. It's interesting. I just got a text. If I have to go, I'll let you know. All right. And let's, uh, let's bring on Mike from Brooklyn. Keep thinking. Mike, what's going on? Fellas, what's going on? What's Hold on. Yo, Jenny, say hi to the fellas. Say hi to Cam and Mike. How you doing? All right, now take your up. ass on somewhere. I'm trying <laughs> I ain't gonna fuck. Yeah, yeah, I was on your ass. That shit did. Bye. Hello. Yo. What's up, man? Hello. Sorry, fella. Yeah, what up, Mike? Just co-working. Oh, Travis. Co-working you know, I don't know who you are. I mean, I'm confused right now. <laughs> now nah, I was telling. Now nah, I was telling. You know, one of my coworkers say hi to the fellas. You know, we're on the East Coast cast sure. live Wednesday. Uh. We got we got my man Enzo Pac. He want to catch a two oh, Pac Charles and shit. Oh damn! Yeah. Oh, like, wait, wait, wait. Was... Are you being specific with like? All right, I have yeah. to be yes, true because I have to now know. Are, <laughs> yeah, are, very specific. Was was that a part of it? Did I miss that? What? No, no, he, no. He no, went no. he went back door on. Not that wasn't that a two Pac? a motherfucking shame, though. Like, it's a shame, fellas. Like, I mean, too positive. Did y'all see 205 um, last night? Look at what's the name. I did not. I just heard about it. Yeah, look at his face throughout his whole match. Like, oh, shit. Like, this dude fucked the whole package up. Wait, look at whose face? What are you saying, Mike? I missed. Maybe I missed. Cedric Alexander's. Like, his whole face, he had, like, almost like a dick in the head. Like, he got that notice. He got that notice, like, what? I mean, he probably found out the day before, but he probably changed up everything that he was going to do. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this, uh, is, probably, this, yeah. Is, this is his first big showcase. And he had that look like, oh, shit, now I'm not probably even on the fucking card fucking with this dude. Oh. Yeah, I mean, the, in that the, way. That's, that's just sloppiness, uh, though. Like, 
Yeah, but that's just sloppiness on his part. Like, homie ain't got nobody to blame but herself. Whether if you did the shit or not, you was there. You was in the vicinity. Like, you understand? Like, you a, you a different kind of dude of that magnitude. You are a star. People see you on TV. Like you said, like I said earlier, you sign kids autographs and shit like that. You got a legion of fans. You know what I'm saying? As whether you're a ball player, rapper, whatever the case may be, movie star, like you got a responsibility. You know what I'm saying? I mean, whatever you do as a grown ass man, that's your business behind closed doors. But at the end of the day, you got a responsibility. And if you rolling around with an entourage and you know what I'm saying, you responsible for them cats that's you know what I mean, that's under you. That's rolling. Whether if you was with them or you wasn't. You responsible well, for them dudes. Is that is that of issue in this particular case? I heard it was him and his hey, trap. Hey, um, I do gotta go. If I can call back in, I will. All right. All right. No problem. Yes. Bless you. I heard it was dude. Yeah, I heard it was him and his man or some shit like that. Okay. And it was almost, I think they, you know, shorty alleged that they drugged her or some shit like that. And he told her, like, do you know how many, like, hits I get? Do you know how much followers I got? But, I mean, you know, that's all alleged. That's all alleged. But my point, you know, in case being, like, if you rolling like that and, you you know, you rolling heavy, you know, you got an entourage and shit like that. Because I'd have been a part of awesome, you know, rap entourages and shit. Things of that nature. Well, real quick, let me bring it back to to, to wrestling. Uh, Willis says the 205 guys were looking hurt because everybody was booing the shit out of them last night because they wanted other matches. <laughs> now, actually, um, I would say midway through. Yo, Will is crazy. Shout out to Will, DC, all that. Um. Yo, but, um, like, to me, midway through the match, I think they kind of turned it around because it was a good fucking match. Him and uh, the Mustafa kid. Dude, the kid is good. Yeah. Kid is good, the Mustafa Ali cat. You know what I'm saying? But we ain't going to harp on Enzo. Yeah, but people have to try to see that, though. I mean, come on. you pay, Yeah. They, they fucked those fans over in the Manhattan Center, like... They fucked those Man, fans like, over. They fucked those fans over, including myself. And I and I had the opportunity to go, but I ended up just, you know, I said, let me just go home and match and watch it from T, you know, watch it on TV with the kids and shit with my son. So I, you know, it was like, in hindsight, I'm kind of glad I didn't fucking go because to me, oh yeah, it was man, a very, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have wanted to be at that bullshit ass show. It was a stupid underwhelming show, very underwhelming. I mean. Uh, my favorite two segments of the whole show was the um the opening. I don't know if I want to be Vince. Barclay. With Vincent, that you know, was Vincent garbage Austin. though at the end, man, they ruined it. Like, why did Vincent yeah. stop in his tracks just to like come back? Yeah, that and was catch stupid. Like, I didn't understand. That was stupid. Like, did they miss something? And Vince is he just losing his touch? Like, as far as like being a performer? Yeah. That's just because you know he's seventy something years old. Uh, he, yeah, he might have. I mean, it, was, it might have been I was one of those. Shit, when Austin came out, because it was set up, and I wasn't even thinking it. My I'm God, and I don't see this. I don't be seeing the setup coming right in front of my face, and Vince like I'm dinner all by myself, and then all oh, that music hit. 
fam. I was, like, yeah, I was, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was back in '98, and then just like just trash, just stepping back. That's what back I said to my man at work. I was like, I'm 19 again. Right. <laughs> I was watching I'm this like, shit in the trash. truck <laughs> on my phone. I was like, I'm 19 again, because it just felt like so like it, it. Yeah, it just worked really well. But until they got and to and then the, you know why I felt, you know why I felt so better because. Yeah, we hadn't seen Austin since um uh, since thirty two, Mania thirty two. That's the last time he was on WWE TV, and it just felt so good, so organic. It was like, damn, like, and it's like, yo, the shit that's so befuddling to me is like, listen to the pop this dude got just coming out. Like the shit sounded like ninety eight again. Watching one of the old Raws, like the shit sounded like ninety eight. I don't know if I go that pop. far. Nah, the pop he got was thunderous. And I had somebody that was there, and they said, and, you know, we've been to, you know, the past three, you know, two SummerSlams and all that shit in Barclays. And he said, by far, that was the loudest. Like, he couldn't even fucking hear himself. That was by far the loudest um, pop he heard since we, you know, since we've been going to the, you know, to the Barclays. He said, by far. He was like, he don't even think nobody. He said, dudes got big pops, but he don't think Nobody got, you know, as big a pop as he did on Monday night. He said the fucking building, he said it felt like the building was shaking. Once that glass shattered and he just walked out. And, like, my God, the shape that dude is in, it's crazy. His arms was big as shit. I was like, damn, Steve. Yeah, no gut, no nothing, no big gut, nothing. I'm like, he looked at, like, fucking 97, 98, uh, Steve Austin. And, um, you know, I liked the, the the end, the DX thing with the club and all that. I mean, I liked it. I think, you know, a lot of people say it was a spark Finn Balor. And also, I think it was a big a big middle finger you to the Young Bucks and, um, you know, old Megan, all them boys up there. I think it was a big middle finger to them. Like, look, we too sweet in. We got y'all boys here with us. You know what I'm saying? And I heard also, you know, my man was telling me when they, you know, flashed Jericho and Jericho did the little piece he did, he got a crazy reaction, too. Like, they reacted to him silly, too. And then, you know, I had my man Frank shot off. My boy Frank, he was up at the um, fucking Manhattan Center. They was pissed. They was pissed off. Yeah, they should have been. They That's what I mean. When the they fans, got the like, if you go to Raw, like, that was fine. Like, you know, but those Manhattan Center seats were expensive as shit. And, uh, and they got... He paid, he paid 452 for his ticket. Wow! $452. So he paid $52 in, in processing fee and all that bullshit? No, it was... I believe the ticket was three and change, but after, oh. you know... Tax and all that, four fifty two dollars in processing fee. I would say like maybe fifty something dollars. I think the ticket was like three seventy something, three eighty, maybe three ninety something. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's crazy. See, that's like yeah, yeah you got the right to be mad, and they gave you that. Yeah, but you should have known. Like I saw on Twitter, somebody was like, they heard it, heard it like fucking sheep. They herded all the most annoying fans into the Manhattan Center. <laughs> so they was able to have a show at the Barclays Center without no bullshit. 
Yeah, he said that day. He, he, hey, he was pissed hey. off. He called me, like, directly after the show. He said, Joe, this shit over. Not even no dark match after the joint. None of that shit. He was mad. He was mad. Furious. I heard there were so many people born during the fucking, uh, what you call it, and did you get the, did you see the, oh, my goodness, did you see the picture of Kane and JR sleeping? Yeah. Oh, man. I said, yo, that, yeah, it was. I said, come on now. These are older fucking gentlemen now. Like, this is not 96, you know, 98. That shit, I fell asleep, man. I don't want to blame that shit on them being in their 60s or whatever. That shit was garbage. That shit was Basura, Basura, bro. (laughs) Yeah, it was trash. That shit reminded me of one of the first, uh, shit, basically one of the first worlds. Right? Like, where the fuck Coco Beware at, man? Seriously, if y'all going to try it out fucking... Matt Hardy and, and, and what's his name for seven minutes and then break and just a, wins and like oh that that's it like it's this weird you know man, I, I, I don't know it. I don't know I don't know they need to they need to go back to basics with the woke and the broken gimmick because the shit is just like the WWE version that shit is just not working it's, to me it's not working I'm sorry it's okay but it's not where it needs to be at. They need the Vanguard one. They need the fucking uh, Senior Benjamin. They need to start making Senior it. Benjamin showing up. Like, man, they ain't giving him all that shit. Yeah, they need to. That was all the, hype the, the, when he first broke it out. Like, y'all should have known it wasn't going to gonna be shit when he jumped right into it, when they ain't even do no kind of build. They ain't even, they had Jeff Hardy on the show. They ain't had, they ain't incorporate, they ain't do nothing to further the, you know, besides and, having them, at the Manhattan Center, off camera, yeah. and they chanted Brother Nero to him. Like, who cares? That wasn't no real. Because right. the cameras was off. Why the fuck? Count. This is what I don't understand. Why was he not sitting, laying on top of the piano, singing the damn obsolete song, as opposed to sitting in the fucking back of the clubhouse playing poker with the ape? That was one of the most useless fucking segments, probably in I've seen well, in twenty five years of no, it wasn't useless because it, it did exactly what it was supposed to. It, it was able to have to get ev- a bunch of people on screen. Million Dollar That's Man. That's all it was. Uh, MVP. Uh, who else showed up back there? You know, Jeff Hardy, obviously. So it was just a way to get people in a in a in a in a segment and current folks. You know, the, the were Titus Worldwide and. Becky Lynch or whoever, I don't know. Oh, no, Natty, you know, with the Queen of Hearts and all, you know, like, whatever. So it made What's sense in that, in that, in, in a, from a production standpoint, it just was executed. It just, it was, no, 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 I want to take that back. It was fine. The, the, I like the storyline with, with Heath. It sucks that he's a, such a degenerate gambler. He can, you know, he can't just stop. Like, yeah, no, you got kids, so stop gambling your money away, idiot. <laughs> right, you but, fucking fool. Um, but what I'm saying... It led to a match, which I didn't understand. Why was everybody okay with... Why was everybody okay with them throwing Heath to to the Dudleys? Like, his own partner? Like, Rhino ain't shit. Like, damn, right. Rhino Rhino's just... Shit. <laughs> but I'm saying from a standpoint of... I mean, some of the segments on there, they were fun. But I'm saying from a standpoint of... It did nothing to get none of your current guys that you got 
you know what I mean, on the road, day, night after, you know what I mean? It did nothing to us. I mean, it's, you know, it kept, you know, Heath in the comedic spot that he's always been in, but it did nothing to enhance anybody else. Like, to me, that show, Monday night, was a glorified get-over motherfuckers that's been over for the past 25 fucking years. You know what I'm saying? And we established them to maybe some of the newer, you know, younger kids that never saw them. But, I mean, to me, it did nothing, you know, to build the rumble. It did, like, none of that. I think a little bit it was overkill because they had too many me, fucking people me. out there. Yeah, and, and the fact that it came on the go-home show of the rumble didn't help the rumble. Uh, but I, I tell all. you this, with Joe going down, it's going to be John Cena versus uh, losing to Elias at WrestleMania. Book it. Oh, shit. I mean, don't get me twisted, cause dude, cause dude, like, not for nothing. I like dude better on the main roster than when he was in fucking NXT. He ain't shit. He born. Oh, to me, like, life, yeah. I think he bland. Yeah, I think he's not bland, but I just think he's corny. They don't go like a drifter character could have been like a really dope character. And then they gave us this, like, fuck, yeah, I don't know what he's supposed to be. He's not, I don't know what he is. He's nothing. He's a guy that plays the guitar. And that ain't shit. Right. But if you was a drifter and you riding the rails and you seeing shit and you eating baked beans out of a fucking can and shit, like, come on, man. Like, that's a character I want to I wanna get into. Like, what's he doing? Like, yeah, they need to Yeah, he should be for his life. That's all he got. They need to yeah. change him quick. He need, he need a character of... Uh, you need the character of turnaround. Like, shit, you know what would what would have been hot? If they would have had corny-ass Jeff Jarrett come out in his white pants and his Don't Piss Me Off t-shirt and just hit him in his fucking face, head with that guitar. No. That would not have been dope, Mike. Got to disagree. Well, we agree to disagree on certain shit. But it's like, out of that whole show, I only liked it. Only like two segments: the opening segment and the last segment, the DX shit. I mean, the whole universal title segment—that shit was a whole throwaway segment to me. That shit oh, was, that was a straight that throwaway was, that segment. Was, that was, I, and I guess that they was, were like short on time because it happened so quick. But like, even Paul Heyman, like, like I was, like, I was listening to Wade's hotline. He was like, "Do you think?" Paul Heyman's uh, promo was shortened, <clears throat> and he had way more to say. But they were like, I mean, they went they went to a commercial, and it was like after ten o'clock or you know eleven on right. the coast. Like, what the fuck is going on? And like it's so, being said, motherfucking Kane is just there to fucking do you know, look up at the lights Sunday night. That's all Kane is there for. To take the pinfall and then on fucking SmackDown. I don't know. That was just that was just a knuckle show all around. That was just a nothing show all around. Raw made me happy huh? because of this. Willis on Twitter. Raw made me happy because of this. And then he he, he puts the, the the Twitter picture from or the Instagram from WWE of Miz driving away in the limo with his IC title. 
Yeah, that was the hottest shit when Miz went from one one arena to the to the to the next. And speaking of him, what you think they what you think they gonna do with him down the line? You, do you see him getting the, the universal title or? Because no. me personally, I don't see him getting that, but I see him oh, finally being the guy that breaks uh what you call his record, honky tonk man's record. <laughs> nah, I but he definitely about to break Jericho record for a number of reigns. I was a little upset that uh, that was another reason I wasn't. I was kind of mad that he won. Like, fuck, he got eight now. You know, Jericho got yeah. nine. I don't have nowhere to go, but I yeah, but they had to get that shit up off of um, uh, Superstar Roman Reigns because you know it was destined for him. Here we go again. Ain't this what? What, what is this? The fourth, the fourth year in a row, right? Third or fourth year in a row, right? Yeah. Fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Uh, Wait, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Huh? Oh, it's it's un it's under the sea. Oh, well, my hard. sister. Oh damn! My bad. I brought Colin back home by accident. <laughs> my man Colin, shout out, Jersey. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. Like, like I said, I mean, it's nothing wrong with you know Roman performance wise, but. To me, like, it's just something that they got to do to set him apart from the shield. Let the shield wear the tactical shit when they when they all there and healthy and you know they got to do they got to branch them off, man. Like he needs his own identity. I don't understand. CF, what's the group name? CFOs that done took over all composing, like all the music and shit. Like to me, he need his own uh, new yeah. look, own identity. Hopefully, Mania they'll debut a new look or something for this guy, man. But damn, Drifter versus Cena at Mania. I don't know. Cause take a look at kind of fucking. Uh, that was corny too. I'm sorry. Yeah, people was mad. And as a you know, and as an enthusiast. A fine marijuana, trash. You know, looking and sitting at that, you know, taking my little break and then coming back, trying to configure what the fuck he was meaning by what he was saying. Like, I don't know. The only thing that told me, you know, and that tells anybody that's been following the sport as closely as we have been all these years, that his ass to be right back for that, for that mania payday. Alright, alright. So, real quick, Mike. <clears throat> was putting New Day and Bobby Roode together, especially doing that segment the way they did, better, like, needed, did New Day need that, or did Bobby Roode need that? I mean, it gave Bobby, you know, kind of like the rub on them, because, you know, what, how long they've been on together now? They've been one of the, I mean, they're undeniable. I mean, I'm starting to jig is up, because I'm starting to get tired of the fucking, uh, the bamboozle, you know, the fucking uh, wink, wink, and mystery show that they are, but um, it kind of gave them the rub because they they big stars, they big stars. They sell a lot of merch, you know, 
they do a lot of shit. They big stars, so it kind of, you know, they're <laughs> glorious with him. You know? Yo, they, <laughs> they mocking the shit out of them on the low, like. <coughs> yeah, like, they do don't they, know. They, uh, just... Rusev, they come out, and, 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 and Rusev is and um, and they're just—it was so like I mean it was obvious, but it was subtle. Like they were just like just mocking them. It, it, it was good, and I'm I'm, I'm curious of what they're going to do with Rusev Day. Like this team is over, but they're still positioning them on house shows, especially. But now even on TV, they're teaming them with Jinder Mahal against New Day and and and, and Bobby Roode. So. Their position is the heels when everybody wants to obviously cheer them. So I see right, or even fucking position Rusev as the number two, number three baby after WrestleMania on SmackDown. I don't, I don't get it. Like Rusev is too good for them to waste. Okay, well that's what. Like, well, well, Mike. Well, you can't. You got to take the tone away because if that's what you're saying, what if they? What if that's what they're doing? And it seems like that's that's kind of what they're on their. On their way to doing, with doing right, turning well, Rusev baby so. face. It's, it's just a matter of maybe they're going. You know what? Let's wait till after WrestleMania to make it like super official. And right. for now, he gets to wrestle everybody. He wrestles heels and baby faces. And put him back with a squeeze, because you know, for as much as I love looking at her sexy ass, she doesn't belong she, inside of a fucking him, ring. Not a baby, he's not a baby face though. Do you want to cheer? We'll turn her baby face. People want to cheer her anyway. They've been wanting to cheer her for years. I mean, at this point, remember when she was wrestling? People were chanting, "We want Rusev" or some shit like a month ago, two months ago, whatever. Because they done killed the damn. They done killed the all so crazy. Look how many stop stars. I mean, between. But no, I think they exposed her. Like she's been exposed. Yeah. I think to me, they like, exposed I'm not, like, her. Whatever, minus. Fine, but it's like she, you know, she can't hold that accent all the time, and it don't even matter because nope. they show her on Total Divas just being, you know, and regular American Valley girl, like a, whatever, whatever, right? Jersey girl, whatever. I don't know. It's kind of wide gap Valley in Jersey, but it's, still, um, she's it's not like doing they the killed. Right, they exposed her. Like they don't even try. They killed. They just fucking killed. What's the name on on Raw? Like I, I just feel so bad for her. Like they just killed her, dead. Bailey. Oh, oh yeah. They just destroyed. And we talked about this shit last oh. year about how they was killing her. They, it's over. It's done. I don't think unless she oh, I mean, you know, do a done. mean. She ain't over. I mean, come on now. She's too good. She's a. She's, she's in good. shape. She looks good. Like you know, like no, 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 no. It's that nah, character. Nah, and all that. Yeah, that's okay. what I mean. Character wise, the door, the door, of the explorer shit I is over. I mean, old. it is, but that wasn't what I was getting at. But yes, you know, she, her body's crazy dope. Her body um, is retarded, ridiculous. Yeah, it is. But she can, she can revamp. She's a fan enough and professional enough to go. Okay, she knew when she started that Bailey gimmick, this shit ain't gonna last. And she got to go. Okay, time to not be, you know. You know, it's time Bailey for her she got to pop to be... on her friend. It's time for her to punch Sasha in the mouth. Because if you look at it, Sasha and Alexa Bliss and probably Nia Jax are 
and Charlotte has been the most pushed fucking women since they came up. See, I don't know. At this point, I think it might be a little unbelievable for her to like turn heel now. But you certainly, I would take 2018 and make it the worst year of Bailey's life. Like the character. Like in in, yeah, in, gotta be. in in anticipation that she's going to be a heel in 2019 or by yeah. the end of 2018, however you time it out. But and I see them. I see them healing to turn because if she turns now, even it's just not like what she gonna yeah, do. It's not that. It wouldn't be natural. Me enough. It didn't. It didn't capitalize on my. No, I ain't trying to hear that shit. So she needs to be turned on by every friend she got, even if the friends right. don't even turn necessarily turn heel, but just like somehow personally betrayed. I don't know. Maybe Bailey finds a. Boyfriend for the first time, maybe she. Oh shit! Right. I just thought about what happens with Nia Jax. Like, I think Nia gonna end up by the years yeah. end. I think she'll be, end up being one of the more popular. That's all. That's all I mean. Yeah. I think she'll end up being one of the more popular women. Now, who they need to turn hell and they need to turn her capitalize. Now, I'm not saying capitalize off a of damn near end of somebody's career, but they need to capitalize off the moment, and that's Sasha Banks. Because if you notice, as, ever Yo, since if Sasha that shit kind of came out with fam, no fucking way Sasha Banks should have any kind of heat. Not with management. Not with nah. They said she doesn't have heat. Is the fan not with fucking Paige? I'm sorry if you can't. What Sasha Banks did was super typical, and they were lucky. Pa- uh, uh, Paige was lucky. The audience at large was lucky that something that her she clearly if something like a a, a kick to the back if you didn't see the footage, uh, uh, um, Sasha Banks was in the turn corner turnbuckle and ra- and kicked Paige in the back, a little high up. But not, if you're a professional wrestler, it's a move you should not fall to pieces. Take it. Right. And Paige dropped like a sack of potatoes, and you could tell she couldn't feel her fucking fingers and all that shit. And like, oh, boy, it's her neck. And her career is now over. But luckily it happened on a house show with a simple move like that and not where she had hers or somebody else's life in her hands, and then it happened on a big or stage. Not, or Nia so, Jax taking her and fucking... Not, you know, Sasha Banks is not, yeah. you know, uh, 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 Kev, uh, Kevin Owens, um, Owen Hart in 1997. Yeah. This is not that. This is yeah. not Yeah, no, that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying off the moment, because that shit was simple, like you said, looking at the footage. I'm just going off the moment. But, like, you know, you got a point. Like, she was in the Nia Jax, reckless-ass hands, who's been hurting people, you know what I mean? Left and right, and that's you know? and that's and I'm not gonna say through no fault of her own, but that's because she shouldn't be on that stage. She no, definitely uh, not. You know, she shouldn't have. She should have. She should. Maybe at this point, by now, she should be. But right, she should know, be just coming up after the, the, the night after Mania. Right, right. So like that's when she uh, should have been fucking coming up. I mean, as far as Sunday right. though, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. Uh. For the takeover, of course, I think that's going, you know, rock the house. They got some, 
crazy shit up there for that takeover. And this Rumble, you know, I guess we just going to have to see about it, man. I mean, for my money, I'm still with Shinsuke. I'm still, you know, under the impression. I don't know what's, what's up with this Betfair shit. And now, you know, Dane Bryan is like the third option to win this shit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know with that. But in fact, if something like that do happen, I could see them doing, you know, probably, you know, if they do clear DB, DB versus AJ with Shane as the special guest referee. Not bad. I'm watching uh, SmackDown. Uh, Shane coming out. Yeah. Now, that's what I don't want to see. I do not want to see Shane McMahon in the ring. That I'm not looking forward to. Well, you're going to get it at WrestleMania. I mean, right? It's going to be Brian and Shane versus KO and uh, Sammy. Oh, fuck. Oh, boy. Oh, bliss. I mean, mean, that'll be good. I mean, Shane, I I get that part of it, but, you know. Could be worse. Could be Shane versus Undertaker. Or Shane versus AJ Styles. <laughs> oh, shit. What a what, you know? Oh, God. Y'all. Oh, God. But, I mean, and I'm going to leave on this note. I, I hope whatever the fuck they do, they, um, you know, reassess and fucking really spice up that 205 show. Because, like, the way they have them on there is like they, you know, they wrestle in a normal big man style instead of, you know, something, you know, more akin to what we were seeing on Nitro 20 years ago, you know, with the cruiserweights and things of that nature. And even in, you know, SmackDown early on, you know, when Ray, they had Ray and Tajiri and, you know, Cousin Nunzio and all them cats. Well, AJ That's got exactly. Tonight. My bad. Again, I'm watching straight down again. But AJ got exactly what he uh, just catching catching them hands from Sami Zayn after the bell rang, or after he finally mm. let go of the uh, calf crusher. Crusher. <clears throat> like fam. Sometimes they treat AJ like the fucking uh, the the 2018 thing. Like as far as like his that IQ. was the time for AJ to be like. The baby face and let go. Like as soon as he heard the bell, he let go. Like the like it 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 ruins the point of Owens tapping out. If he then and I get that they're well, they want some kind of you know Owens to be hurt, you know for the uh, maybe you know old you know give him some jeopardy because he's already facing two guys, but. Like Owens taps out quick, and AJ holds on to the holds on to the move. It's like I'm supposed to like be sympathetic when <clears throat> Sammy runs in to protect his buddy and starts, you know, punching you in the face because you held on to that move. You know. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, crazy. I, I, I mean, it's all I mean... AJ's fault. He got only himself to blame. Yeah. So, all right, Mike. I mean, good so stuff, man. You... I appreciate you. Uh, uh, coming in for the uh, for the hot tag, really, <laughs> when, when Cam bounce. Right, right. My pleasure. East Coast Cast featuring Trav and, Trav and Mike. <laughs>
Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit. Like get the recording equipment and shit, like, oh baby, I'm in. <laughs> oh shit. I mean, I would love to do some shit like that one time, like a video record with, you know, like a round table, East Coast cast, you can, Dre, Darrell, yeah, Nashville. Yeah, time we did that. Yeah. Mania back in New York or New Jersey, whatever, in 2013. Yeah. We just sat around. Oh, last, last, thing, last thing before I forget, um, did you hear the announcement earlier about, um, I think the Rumble, they're going to do the Rumble next year, starting next year, like how they do, you know, the um, SummerSlam, like all in Barclay is going to be in Phoenix for, I think. Oh, yeah, it's in Phoenix. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be on the baseball field next year. Yep. And that's yep. all I got, Trav. Cool, man. Appreciate it. All right, stuff. Man. All right, brother. Mike from Brooklyn, everybody. Uh, good call. Way to... Uh... Yeah, like I said, <laughs> basically uh, step in when Cam rolled out. Oh, now they're doing the uh, Kevin Owens injury. Oh, shit, this whole time I'm watching SmackDown. Missing goddamn NXT. Ain't this a bitch. Well, anyway, um, let's uh, let's talk to Willis since he want to talk that cash shit on Twitter. <laughs> let's bring him <laughs> on. Uh, Willis, was happening? What What's going on, Trav? That was a long fucking ass show last night. Listen, you listen to the East Coast cast every week. You want to talk about a long show. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the damn SmackDown joint last night. I know exactly. Oh, oh, SmackDown. Yeah, that shit was from 7.45 until about 11.15. Well, you didn't ha- uh Okay, so... So what? Ha- wait. So they take two hundred five live and then did stuff after that too. What happened? So it right. was it was it was SmackDown. They had the mixed tag team match joint right. on Facebook Live. Then they had the two hundred five joint. We didn't know that they was going actually had the two hundred five. We was thinking that it was just going to be the the tag joint, and then we was waiting for Randy Orton versus Baron Corbin because that was the main event of the night. We waited all that fucking time for the damn match, and the match only lasted two fucking minutes. Yeah. I mean, at that point, <clears throat> would you have wanted them to go 13, 15 minutes or some shit? Go we, wanted, we, wanted that, we wanted them to only have, like, one or two, one or two damn 205 matches. We didn't expect to get three or four of them joints. You want it one way. Yeah, but it's another. Yeah, basically. Oh man, we was down that joint booing, cackling them, and all kind of shit. The only match we got kind of hyped for near the end was the Ali and the Cedric match when they had did that. I, I don't know what kind of fucking move that shit was when they did that flip joint. That's what woke us up. Uh, what the one man Spanish fly off the top rope or something? Yeah, oh. yeah, uh huh. That's what woke us up. But other than that, we was blowing most of the people most of the time. And, and a day old Tommy, nobody give a shit about him anymore. Yep. And 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 damn New Day sure throwing out. Nope. And, and New Day throwing out damn pancakes in the damn crowd and shit. I was up there dodging them going. It's so it's so weird that they. 
I don't understand how they're not thinking. It's just going to take one asshole to eat one of those things off the floor and then go and get sick and then go, oh, New Day poison, you know, I got food poisoning because WWE, you know, and it's just, why? Speaking <sighs> of which, one of my friends caught one of them joints and he had a nerd to end up tasting them. Of course. What the fuck? You think if I caught a pancake, I'm not going to take a bite? Goddamn right. I didn't un- look. I didn't understand when they did the cereal. Like it's one they never were careful. Like, hey, if you just pour a little bit into people's mouths, number one, like I'm such an old man now. Like that's just a choking hazard. Like at least when Sandman was doing it, he, he the only thing you had to worry like is he pouring beer into like sixteen year olds, eighteen year olds' mouths that shouldn't be, you know, can't drink beer legally. <clears throat> but with like solid like cereal or then my more concern they just dumped the whole thing in like one or two people's faces and i'm like fam if you get that cereal dust and somebody's eye and they gotta go to the hospital you're just asking for trouble like y'all gotta be careful with with and i know they go what what what's the odds of that happening it just takes one like one yeah it's super paranoid when it comes to shit like that. I don't understand how them, they go so far as in some directions because they're, oh, well, we're a corporation. We have to, you know, we're a big corporate entity. We have to do things this way. Yeah, but that's you, what's you funny. a corporate entity would just, outside their corporate headquarters, just, like, serving random, like, hey, taste this juice. <laughs> no, like, what the fuck? You just set yourself up for somebody like, oh, their juice made me sick. Uh-huh. One of my friends... He, Maybe I'm being too paranoid. Maybe that type of thing doesn't happen, and they have the money to go to fight it and be like, no, that's ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know. It just mm. seems silly. Uh-huh. One Maybe. of my friends did go go up to the 25th anniversary of Raw, but he made a smart choice. He went to the Barclay Center. He was like, man, he already knew that the, the damn Manhattan joint was going to be a ripoff from the jump. I mean, okay, once you see the tickets, right, like, oh, shit, $300, $400, you got to go, okay, are they, what are the odds that they're going to have a show worth that in that building? Like, are, like oh, if they were doing, oh, if Raw was at the Barclay, or if Raw, the entire Raw show they did from the from the Manhattan Center. Hey, charge four hundred dollars. You know that ECW pay per view was expensive as shit. It's downtown Manhattan. That's 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 what it is. Um, but you'd have had all raw. Everything would have been there. That would have been worth four hundred dollars. Right. But if you knew when you bought those tickets, oh. I also could maybe buy tickets to the Barclays Center that has 15,000 seats. And you think you and your 1,000, 1,200 other folks are going to get the show, the A show? You Then then you were, you know, if you feel like you were sold the bill of goods, I think you, they, they were, in a sense, sold the bill of goods. But I think they just made a bad judgment call. Like, what are the odds 
that this show is going to be better, this experience is going to be better than if I went to the Barclays Center. No, uh, uh, uh. But I still had fun at the damn SmackDown joint. That joint was just long, especially since I was just getting used to. Um, that was my um first full day on the job yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Good, you back to working. So that's what's up. Yeah. Mhm. Yep. So I I left right after I got off from work since it didn't take me that long to get there because was only a couple stops away on the train station. So I was good, but yeah. Another thing that was funny as shit when the Rat Squad came out was wrestle um Liv Morgan was fighting. I forgot who the fuck mm-hmm. she was fighting. Why people uh, was yelling Yeah, why people was fight yelling out, Get that fake ass Alexa Bliss out the damn ring. Damn <laughs> Well, she did the Matrix, and like you know, like oh shit, they're giving her the Matrix. Like you know, okay, you know, moves eventually. You know, you can't. Trish don't have any kind of, <laughs> you know, copyright on that move. So, uh, right. So it's like okay, if she can pull it, and she pulled it off for sure. You know, she did it just as good as as Trish ever did. You know, it was fine in the execution sense. Um, I just was like, oh, okay, Liv fucking Morgan is doing the Matrix. <laughs> you know, it was more who does she think she is type, you know, <laughs> than, but again, she pulled it off, so that lessened that. I'm not a big Liv Morgan fan. Right. And one more thing, guess who they had for autograph signing yesterday at the, um, what was it, at the, the um, Comcast place? They had Jinder Mahal, and my friends went there. They you can't say guess who they had, and then uh, I was waiting. I was like, okay, let me think. Who am I going to say? <laughs> just tell me. Okay. I wasn't going to guess yeah, Jinder, so it would just been like me, like, Shelton Benjamin. I thought, I, I didn't think it would be somebody so high up on the card. I was going to go Shelton Benjamin or Gable. Yeah, they had um, the Jinder up in that joint. A couple of my friends was went, and they said that he ain't had no line. Yo, Kevin Owens still ringside with his dumb ass. <laughs> yeah, he was there the whole damn night. We thought he was going to interfere in the damn match after Sam. Um, I don't know if you've seen the match, but um, we yeah, all thought he was going to I got the alert, so I got spoiled and shit. But. Uh, yeah, so... AJ was just beating the shit out of him the whole damn night. Every time he had a chance, why <laughs> he was on the damn gurney, kept on pushing him off the gurney and shit. AJ ain't losing no damn match on no damn Sunday. I know some people going to the Rumble. I was like, have fun. That's about it. That's just my um little adventure at the um. Verizon Center yesterday. It was a high SmackDown, but um, uh, the Enzo shit then threw them for a loop. And what I've been hearing is since this shit that happened with Enzo, um, Vince is really, really talking about getting rid of the whole thing and be done with it now. What, the Cruiserweight uh, division? Yep. 
They, I was Damn. reading somewhere they was they were saying that um at the um 25th anniversary joint, that's why he had sent the cruiserweight to have matches at the um Manhattan Center because he ain't want to have this shit on um Monday Night Raw. Because they had a couple of matches there at the um at the Manhattan Center, but nobody gave a shit about that. One of my friends saying they were talking about. Everybody was hollering about we want refund the whole night. But that's that was about a great it. On SmackDown. That yep. was awesome. So, all right, cool, Will. Appreciate it, man. Good stuff. All right. Bye. Talk to you. Uh, all right, Will is from D.C. Got uh, Terrell in the Twitter. Smash with Mitch and Chamberlain. Uh, all what? This match was my match of the taping, and why I'm all in on the dream. What the hell match you talking about? No, I was talking about Velveteen. Now why is Rich tagged in? Am I? Oh, I must not be. I must. This must be the first of a conversation that I missed or something. I don't know what the hell Darrell's talking about. <laughs> and and Bree just wow, what coincidence? She's so offbeat. Uh, Bree, who's now the Velveteen Bree. Velveteen Dream is a reflection of my zesty spirit. That gets a retweet. All right, let's. Um, I think we have some more non VIP emails. Uh, we've got some folks on hold. I see 410 and 661. Uh, but, you know, reminder you got to press 1 if you want to. Uh, if you want to chime in and put your hand up so I see your hand and that whole thing. So, just, uh, hey, look at that. 410 was like, ah, me, me. So let's see who this is. Uh, 410, what who's up? this? Where are you from? Hey, what's up? Hey. This is, uh, who, Sean. Who this is Sean. I, I, I live in D.C., so I, uh, I went to SmackDown last night, actually. Um, okay. that was, uh, that was pretty, pretty interesting. By the way, this is also the guy that was in that chat with the 705, whatever number. Oh, I don't yeah, know yeah, why yeah. they, oh, that yeah, wasn't I don't know. you, that was what they assigned you? Usually it says, yeah, I don't, number, yeah, I, I don't know why they gave me that number, but, uh, yeah, I've actually been <laughs> listening to the, 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 the podcast for the last couple of weeks. Uh, while I'm at work, and so this is the first time I've actually checked it out live. So, cool. like I said, I'm pretty stoked. So I really enjoy yeah. the podcast and what you guys do. So, so how? Wait. So how'd you um, find this weeks ago? Uh, I you know it's funny. I I've actually been listening to uh, the Wade Keller podcast for like the last year, and I know that you've been uh, a guest on uh, his show yeah, multiple yeah. times. So I, I really enjoy your commentary and your analysis. Oh, so you're, so like, one of the people who, who enjoy it. Like, it's either, like, 
<laughs> like when he showed me like the emails and stuff, there's no like, oh that. I guess if you, if you just like, oh that Travis guy, he's okay. You don't necessarily email in, but either people like are like never bring that guy on again, or they're like, wow, he's really awesome and one of my favorites. Like it's 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 amazing how what what I do to people. <laughs> it's a power. Yeah, I mean, I, I I like I said, it it was one of those things. I think I've. I heard you maybe about a month ago, maybe two months ago on this podcast, and I've just been meaning to check out your podcast. So a couple of weeks at work, or a couple of weeks ago at work, I uh, just was like, yeah, I'm going to check this out. And uh, yeah, and then I realized that, yeah, you guys actually do it live, so I should tune in. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. so here I am. Well, I, well, uh, I, I appreciate you giving us a, not only a chance, you've been on the, you know, on the line, you know, listening live for. You know, pretty much all show. So, uh, yeah, and yeah. I, I actually the funny the funny thing is too. I was actually on Wade Keller's podcast today, uh, doing the analysis where I was the correspondent for uh, SmackDown. I got you. on this podcast. Oh, because you were at SmackDown. So, cool, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but uh, that was, you know, that was kind of an interesting vibe at SmackDown. I mean, I I got there pretty early. Uh, just to kind of scope out the place. Uh, but I stayed actually, it was funny. I, I mean, I wasn't going to stay for 205 Live, but considering what was going with Enzo, I think it, the majority of that arena actually stayed for 205 because. Live to just, I guess, yeah, just yeah. to see that announcement, which was kind of a, a really kind of shitty announcement anyways, because it was just, you know, Daniel Bryant going, oh, yeah, so Enzo's no longer with the organization Wait, anymore. Wait, why was Brian making the announcement? He's not the uh, Daniel Bryan. He's not in charge. Yeah, of Cruiserweight. Yeah, I like. Well, so his announcement came on, and they kind of the justification sort of made sense. It was kind of the vibe of that announcement was, you know, number one, they wanted to basically make it publicly clear that the title is vacated. But Daniel Bryan kind of made it clear that he also had, like, a personal investment in 205 Live, and he wanted, you know, I'm sure he was fed these lines, but he wanted to see the brand do well. You know, the way that he kind of laid everything out on the table, so to speak, was that there's going to be a refresh. Everybody thought that refresh was going to happen tonight. Uh, And he's like, no, it's going to be next week. So there definitely isn't anything at the Rumble happening with 205 Live. I don't think there's going to be any discussion about that, even in sort of the pre-show stuff. I think literally next uh, Tuesday is the actual refresh for 205 Live. Um, He did say that there's going to be a a GM, and that's pretty well-known news, that there will be a GM for 205 Live, and I I know you guys were discussing that earlier. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Like, who the hell uh, filled that spot? Like, it uh, will make sense. Well, so a couple of things of note. So in the beginning of, or probably around 745, 740 before the dark match at SmackDown and uh, before SmackDown actually went live, you know, they did these sort of like commercials that they always do. They did the extended sort of like spot for WrestleMania last year. And then right after that, they did a commercial for uh, WWE 2K18, and I'm just kind of watching it, and then Enzo's face kind of pops up, and there was sort of this collective like, oh, you know what I mean? It was, it, it was just, and uh, when Daniel Bryan 
actually, you know, basically said uh, Enzo is no longer with company, uh, people booed. Um, it was a pretty loud boo um, when he actually said that. So that was kind of interesting just to be That's there. Weird. That whole vibe when 205 Live started was just bizarre and weird. Um, but it was also interesting to see nobody really leave when 205 okay. Live started. So, so real quick, so as far as the booing goes, was it more them like they weren't booing because they were mad Enzo was fired, were they? Like, oh that's... no, I, 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 oh, I think so. I, there were people around me that were pissed. You know, I mean, I think, you know, I put it this way: I always well, believe, I, I always believe the the victim and the survivor. Um, I'm not saying that Enzo did it, but I'm not going to dismiss her claim. Well, I mean, um, even if you think Enzo has like. Like, oh, no, I don't believe this. I hope he fights his – I hope he fights, you know, and, you know, proves himself innocent. Um, you can't be mad that this publicly traded corporation goes, yeah, no, we're not going to at this time have this guy on our TV. Well, anyway, and I guess and I think the other him thing is I, different I, than I, firing him. That it, That certainly is. I don't understand but, why that was separated by however many hours, 12 hours or 24 hours. They suspended well, so him first and, and fired him. Here's, here's, here's what I think we're all forgetting. I, I buy into the fact that WWE and Vince specifically was pissed off that Enzo didn't tell the WWE that he was being investigated yeah, you back on. Right. I, I, were pissed off. I, 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 like I buy that, but I also, I, also will, I, I also will say this. When you read exactly what happened and that there were drugs involved, I think that made yeah. it even easier for the WWE to be like, well, yeah, you may not have done this, but you also did mountains of cocaine that has been publicly stated. Like, no, we can't have that. And so right. that probably made it also easier for them to just get rid of Enzo. Besides yeah, all of the heat that he was getting in the locker room. Right. It's it's easy you know? for them to go, hey, we got a zero tolerance policy. Well, you should have a zero tolerance policy. That if it, like, imagine if it was just her store. Imagine if everybody had fun in that situation, and she wasn't. Reg- um, I don't want to say regretful. That's a terrible wording. But she wasn't. She didn't felt feel violated, and 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 in any way. And it was all. And it was just her account to TMZ or something. Something light and like salacious, not like criminal. You know, it's her account right. TMZ. Yeah, I fucked Enzo last night or last weekend at this at the after party, and we did a ton of coke, and he put ecstasy in my butt and all that. You still, <laughs> what, where, what, what? There's no non-tolerance policy for that. I am, and I'm not even right. judging. That's not a judgment value. Like, I mean, I'm not a cocaine fan. Uh, I'd like to try eat up my butt one day, um, but I just. <laughs> Um, I, I, that would that should be at least noted, but it's easy to just because it's fucking rape culture or rape culture, rape fucking allegations that does over over uh, that trumps everything and over uh, overwrites everything. So it's like, yeah, we don't have to talk about. And for them, it's a good thing. Like, yeah, no, 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 we don't have to talk about the drugs involved and make that a part of the story because it's easy. He is charged to have raped somebody. So yeah. zero tolerance, the zero tolerance, 
Goodbye, good riddance. Let's not talk about it. And like else. and like and like and like you've said before, I think no matter even if for some reason it comes out where she made these allegations up and yeah. he's vindicated in that regard, his mm-hmm. reputation with the WWE is so damaged. But the company. They, they, yeah. yeah, they they, still, they can't it would just put them in a it would horrible, complete, horrible position. And also, you know what? Let's be real. We're talking about Enzo Amore here. We're not talking about a John Cena. We're not talking about a top-tier superstar. Not that I think that they deserve yeah, preferential treatment. But, but I think like, even with John, like, even if if it was John Cena, they would have to. They would. They would. They would have because it's so public, and he would. He would yeah. garner so much attention. But you know, I, I feel like if it was, I feel like if it was John Cena, that not that they'd be willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, but the, I, I don't know they would have fired him right away. Whereas with Enzo Amore, it's like, what do they have to lose? Enzo Amore, right? This, right. I mean, you they know, don't even not, have to think about it. It's it's an easy yeah. decision. Is really what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. It, it's a lot and easier it really than is. John Cena. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But the it's other to me, John Cena. But I know. The other couple of things I wanted to get into really quickly. I I thought it was interesting last night. It was a small crowd, but there was a small crowd, you know, chanting the too sweet chant now, which I think is probably going to be a thing that's going to grow, which is it's just okay. interesting to hear the, the too sweet chant. It's just kind of funny. Um, and I, I was wearing a Kenny Omega shirt, and as I was leaving, there was like two okay, or three I was wondering people what context. Were, were, was it funny? Like, are you? Uh, I, I'm trying to tell. Like, is he my age or a little older? And it's a, you know, because it's a back in the day thing, or because it's oh a no, I, well, I think it's. I think. I mean, I'm 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 35 years old, so to me, it is a back oh, in the I day thing. Yeah, but but like, it's just funny to me that these they were like these probably like in their maybe early 20s would come up to me because I was wearing a Kenny Omega shirt, and they were like, "Give me a one sweet," and it's just like. That's hilarious to me. So, I, obviously now with this Balor Club thing, that's this is probably going to be a thing that goes beyond, like, ROH or Bullet Club. It's just going to be funny to hear, you know, arenas chant too sweet. Interesting to me. Which, on that note, I kind of wanted to ask you. So, obviously, Kenny Omega has signed to New Japan for another year. Out. Wow. What the fuck? NXT don't give a fuck. Yo, they beat Aleister Black like three weeks ago on NXT TV with no, like, real, like, build or fanfare. Then they just beat Velveteen with no, like, and Gargano did both of them. Holy shit. He's there. Man. How did, how does he not beat fucking bitch-ass Almas now? I mean, I guess he's got the, uh, Zelina, but he just pinned... In a month span, they're two, like, undefeated, upcoming, like, big shot, big deal, you know, talents for for different reasons. You know, Velveteen and, and Aleister Black. Yeah. Fuck. I think that's, that's, that's worth noting. Holy crap. Sorry to cut you off, whatever you say. Oh, no, 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 no. No, that's all good. But uh, my question is, so with with Kenny Omega signing the New Japan for another year, um, if he doesn't sign 
by 2019, do you think it's pretty much over in terms of him going to the WWE? I would, no. I would, no, no, no. One year, two, that doesn't make any. Well, I, no. I'm, AJ Styles just, and Samoa Joe are like, were two of the most pushed talents in WWE in 2018. You think I'm going to like write off Kenny Omega? Like, that's, no. But here's the here's the here's the thing, and I know what you're getting at. And look, we know that AJ Styles he's what forty forty one at this point. Can Kenny right. Omega can, can Kenny Omega have the same sort of forty forty one year old? Oh, I'm kind just saying if he doesn't age. sign in next year or to next, it's going to take because isn't he like thirty four thirty five? It's not like he's going uh, to. Kenny, oh, Omega, well, Kenny Omega's like the, yeah, Kenny Omega's thirty five, I think. So. Yeah. So, it, just because he doesn't sign by next year doesn't mean, well, he's not going to be – he won't ever get to WWE until he's 42 or something like that. Like, there's a middle ground or, you know, there's like year three, year four. I, I just don't think saying, well, if, the way you worded it specifically, if he doesn't sign by 2019, is that it, it for him going to WWE? Well, well, well no. I would, that's just way too broad. Uh, of a bet to make to or to, to you know to go no that's no 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 too much yeah well I, the reason why I, I say that though it seems like he really really loves New Japan and it's it's kind of interesting what do you, I, I, kind of I get that don't you think AJ loved New Japan in the the year or two he was there yeah but but you but, know, but, 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 changed, but but a year from now you know but AJ but AJ but AJ is not a weeb like Kenny Omega's a weeb. So there's like a you know AJ is a wrestler, but Kenny Omega is like a total weeb otaku guy. So what the heck is I'm not okay? So I'm, he, I don't know what that means. What's a weeb and weeb otaku? Like he, he's obsessed with Japanese culture and being in Japan. You know I oh. he really. I mean he that's like part like of the half the cosplay what, chicks that I follow <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's 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 okay. really 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 and obsessed is probably a bad word, but he's he sure. loves being. A I mean, you're into it. He's a, no, that, I, t- I totally get that. And I, not and I, you know, but my my point my point in asking you that wasn't that. Oh, no, no, that, Kenny Omega that, that does bring into that does change the context. I, I, I'll give you that. Like if if that's your thing, why why would you uh, trade that in? Why would you trade well, in a, a lifestyle and a style and, a, and just a culture that you like to come to some, you know, shithole America? Well, well, that leads to the second part of my question, which I've kind of always wanted a bit of higher level analysis on. Judging from how Nakamura has been booked and how Finn. Balor up until maybe a month or two ago has been sort of buried. Now, whether that's the whole over is a work or not is, is debatable. Do you think that that would deter Kenny Omega from wanting to sign to the WWE just because of just, Kenny oh, Omega's yeah. style? Like, I, wanna, like I don't want to go through that. I don't want to put up with that bullshit. I'm going to come. They're going to be like, oh, you're this little indie Japanese darling, huh? Well, Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I totally get, like, the psychology of not wanting to – like, WWE isn't the end-all, be-all, for sure, especially added in with the, like, 
I love Japanese culture and this whole business. You know, like why would I want to? Why would I want to leave that? Like if, you, if, if like he, why would John? Like imagine if John Cena got an offer to go to to J- Japan, like and uh, you know make a lot of money over there. He's like, but you know I love American culture and like this is where I'm known and. This is where all my endorsement deals are. Like, I would go to Japan and, like, basically, I start from scratch. Well, then, but then, like, if, you know, yeah. if if WWE was serious about bringing Kenny Omega over, do you think they would give him some sort of creative control, or would it just more be like, well, no. you know, here's here's a bunch of money. He's Kenny Omega. He's not getting any goddamn creative control, man. They don't want Kenny yeah. Omega that bad that they're willing to – Who's Kenny Omega that he would get something that that precious? I mean, who who at this point in the WWE has creative control at this Triple point? H. Would you say? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's you know. <laughs> and then even to a point, if Triple H, if Vince was like, "I need you to, you know, put such and such over," he'd, he'd do it. Just like he yeah, I mean, put Roman can... over the last couple years. I mean, do you see Kenny Omega ever in the WWE, or do you think? Yes. And and how would that how would that look? Ever is I a guess, long time. Ever is to be the next ten years, fifteen years. You know, if you, maybe Kenny Omega's not wrestling at fifty, but <laughs> you know, ever is. You know, well, I, I guess the, I guess the the bigger question is how how would that look? Let's say within the next five years. How would that look, yeah. and what would they do with him? I think that 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 depends if uh, you know it all depends. I mean, because I think if I go back to if this similar kind of question was asked of me in you know whatever twenty uh, fifth end of twenty fifteen or or the beginning of twenty fifteen, like what would an AJ Styles you know an eight he hate to keep coming back to him, but it's just. It just makes the parallels, you know. Like, what would uh, an AJ Styles run in WWE look like? Well, I would have all these ideas and stuff, and then they did what they did. Like, well, he came in and had, like, a not quite 50-50 feud with Jericho because Jericho won the feud in the end. So first feud in, you lost the feud. First match in, you lo- I think he lost the first match. I don't know. I don't remember. But... Then he went over. Then he went on in the summer to put Roman over twice. One I saw live mm-hmm. in Newark. Uh, you know, but in doing that, having making Roman look like a million bucks, he got himself over with Vince personally. So it's like so, so much changed just in his in his first six months. Like remember they were book, booking him as like he's a pit bull. Like that changed yeah. after his feud with Roman Reigns. Like. Oh, no, 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 We don't see uh, AJ as, like, this little guy who's just, you know, uh, 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 relentless. Like, he really is phenomenal because Vince got it stuck in his head. He made Roman, and he did. That whole feud was fire because AJ Styles made it fire because those matches were, were great. And Roman's here yeah. for a big match. I mean, that's just his, what he does. Do do you he's, foresee? You know, he's, John, he's John Cena in that way, big match for Roman. 
Do you foresee them booking the Balor Club as, and it's pretty obvious, I think I know the answer to this question, but do you foresee them booking Balor Club as their bullet club? I mean, are they going to go all in, quote unquote, for this Balor Club, do you think? Yeah, I, I see them, I see that being the idea. Uh, I think they're going to be a heel faction. I think they end up on SmackDown by the summer. Uh, that, I've kind of already fantasy booked this, booked it out, so I'm gonna stick with that. Um, it was more Nakamura winning the Rumble, going on to face AJ, AJ defending the title at WrestleMania and retaining against Nakamura. Then the next night or weeks later, the Balor Club shows up on SmackDown because of the shakeup or whatever, and uh, it's all buddy buddy, and it's like, oh shit. The Bullet Club or whatever is finally all together. And then the Good Brothers and Finn destroyed AJ Styles. And we're off to the races with Finn versus AJ for the next shit. Just book it for the rest of 2018. I'm good with that. It starts in like May. It's just six months, seven months of AJ and Finn. Every which way. I'm good. I mean, I know know it's, it's... A lot of people want this, but I really do want to see a Nakamura AJ Styles match at WrestleMania. I mean, I know that Nakamura is going to lose, but that would just be something to see. Like, it just would be to see that match actually happen at WrestleMania would be mind blowing. And I know that's such a generic thing to say for certain people who mark out for New Japan or Nakamura or even AJ, but that would just be so sick to see that actually be a reality at, at WrestleMania. I hope that happens. I don't, I mean, I could see why they wouldn't do it, but do you think that odds are that they probably will? Wait, do I think they would? Do you think the odds are that there will be a Nakamura AJ Styles match at WrestleMania? I mean, now obviously Nakamura has to win the Rumble, which Everybody's or he could just win whatever win. number one contender match, you know. But that yeah. means because I want that to happen, so I'm going to give it more of a more of a uh, more of a chance. Like I don't, if it happens, it's not because Nakamura wins the Rumble. Mm. It's because Nakamura Gee. becomes number one contender between. Sometime in March or February, uh, February or March, yeah. Yeah, I mean we'll see. Uh, but yeah, it was like awesome if they decided, like if they decided, like to have some controversy with the number one contender, and they're like, okay, well we have all of February and all of March to, and whatever of April because WrestleMania, you know, I guess a show in April, but let's not count it. So they've got eight weeks, nine weeks between the end of the Rumble to WrestleMania, including a pay-per-view. And if they decided because of the way they booked Nakamura in the last, you know, year, like, all right, let's use that time to create some controversy where it looks like maybe because it's WWE, oh, they're just going to do a four-way or some bullshit at WrestleMania. And they put Nakamura on a journey where at the end of it, he comes out of it the clear cut number one contender, and it's like number one. It's just it's one on one Nakamura versus AJ at, at WrestleMania, um, and then he goes on to, again lose and AJ retains. That's what I 
I'm still rooting for. But if they decided to take two months to go, we're going to rebuild Nakamura, and then he has this epic match that he, yeah, loses, but it's a really, really good match at WrestleMania against AJ. It rehabs the shit out of him. And you can then, you know, have him, you know, he would be in a much better position at the top of the card, not the champion, but the number two babyface, than uh, making, uh, you know, being involved in stuff at the top of the card. Then maybe he could get Baron Corbin over or, you know, somebody. Yeah, and I, I think you bring up a really good point about having to sort of because right now, if you threw, if if Nakamura wins the Rumble, for those that don't believe in Nakamura, don't know his past, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I'm not looking down on people that don't know that, but to see him then thrown into WrestleMania fighting AJ Styles, I think it would be disorienting to to a lot of people. So I think I I totally agree with what you're saying. With if you know there there may have to be some discrepancy about you know, him being the number one contender and him working his way up. I think that's that's actually the best case scenario that I think would look for everybody involved. Um, but I, I don't know if the WWE is willing to invest that time and effort into doing that for Nakamura. So I don't know. We'll see. But, I, you know, I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. But, yeah, I'm really glad I got to call in, man. Your show's awesome, and I'll be listening every week. For sure. My bad, Sean. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, got, that's all right. No, no. I got. I literally. I got caught up in. The, so they're doing something. They're doing a countdown thing, and they're showing. I think at the '99 Rumble, where Vince had the corporation attack Austin and all kinds of shit. This <laughs> was. But yeah, I'm glad. I'm, yeah. But yeah, I'm glad I got to hear your analysis on Kenny Omega because I've always wanted to hear you talk about that. But obviously, I don't even. So th- I have to be completely upfront. I don't know about like I'm not a Kenny Omega fan, so I don't have come from any. I just come from a complete. Uh, um, you know, I just know about him because everybody talks about him. But I think that's that's the best way to sort of analyze him in in, in a certain way because I think. Yeah. I, I, really I don't like him or just like him. I like him because he's obviously good, and I've seen him wrestle a few times. But you know, I don't, I don't know him, and I'm not like big time fan of him like a lot of people are. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, it's I'm I really like Kenny Omega, but I I don't think he's the end all be all of you know five star wrestling right now. You know, I think I I don't think he's a flash in the pan, but I also think that he's wrestling in new Japan and it's really tough to kind of merge the WWE world and the, the Kenny Omega new Japan world together. Just because like I said earlier, Kenny Omega really loves Japan and it isn't just, Oh, I'm wrestling in Japan because it's something to do. Or I'm right, no, in we've known Japan. wrestlers that just like really like wrestling in Japan because either it paid the best or the opportunities were there. But as soon as they got their check, they were, you know, like or they wanted to come home. But if you add on top of that, that's where the opportunities are, and that's where people want to see you the most. And you have an affinity for the people that are there and how they live and that whole thing. That's, yeah, that's 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 hard to fight if you're if you're a suitor trying to get sign him away from from there 
I, I also think that he's just really invested in building New Japan in the U.S., which that may be sort of a futile thing to do, but I think that he really likes having that sort of weight on his back. I don't know how long he wants to do that or can do that, but I think when you're kind of the guy uh, that has that responsibility, I think that that's something that he wants to try to make work. So, I mean, we'll see. I, I, I don't think we won't ever see him in the WWE, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if he never signs. It just it wouldn't yeah. if he ne- if he never signs it's it's not like oh wow that was a big missed opportunity for both parties I I think both parties are fine without each other like obviously the WWE would survive without Kenny Omega and Kenny Omega would do just fine without the WWE so but uh, yeah it was cool to get your analysis on that man it seriously was and I'll be tuning in every week for your uh, podcast this is really cool man appreciate it. Don't yep. uh, take care, yeah, man. You don't, don't don't be yeah. a stranger. Anytime, yeah. call, email. Yeah, I, I I'll definitely try to call in next week for sure. Thanks for having me, man. Awesome. I appreciate it. Take Anytime. care. Uh, Sean from DC. All right, let's uh, let's uh, go to our probably final call. Here, talk to Darrell down out in down in Georgia, or for me over in Georgia. Uh, Darrell, what's happening? What's going on, Trav? Deep down in the south. Yeah. What's uh, what's happening? We both in the SEC country. So, oh wait, no, I'm in Big Twelve country. Or both. Uh, you in in the split? You in the split or both? <laughs> Uh, not too much, man. That what I tweeted you tweeted earlier, man. I was talking about that Johnny and um Team Dream match. I was just saying this match right here was the best match of the whole tape and what got me all in on Dream. Without being a what? Uh, they, they got me all in on Dream. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, oh, Velveteen. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I'm surprised Gargano beat him and beat him just clean, tapped him out, hit him with a move, then put him in the hole and he tapped. You know. Well, think about how they had to rebuild Johnny. You know, they had him on the losing streak and plans had changed, so they had to build him up real fast in just a few weeks to make him seem strong. Yeah, no. For the title. Yeah, and they gave him, because they gave him got hurt. both of their undefeated, upcoming, big deal young young stars. And and Velveteen and uh goddamn uh Alistair Black. Sheesh. And they did it in a way to where neither guy looks weak from it and everybody comes out a little bit better. That's another thing. If it was on the main roster, we would have been talking about, oh, man, is the push of um, team going away uh, or something like that. But you come out of that not even talking or thinking about that. Yeah. Well, and then Al- what the thing was, well, Alistair went right on to do, like, you know, get With, back um, in the mix. And hopefully. Yeah. 
right. It, there was an excuse, sort of, right? Didn't Adam Cole interfere in that four-way somehow? Yep. Dropped him on his head. It was the reason why he was able to get hit with that uh, DDT. Right. So I said clean both guys. So, yeah, so this one was clean. Aleister Black one was not. But still, right place, right time. Hey, sorry. Sorry that man don't like you, but I'm going to get this this W. <laughs> um, <laughs> I say a big um, – to quick off wrestling real fast, I say this is a big week right here, man, for um, – for um black the black shows that came out these past few weeks with Black Lightning um coming out two weeks strong. Um the Shy on Showtime doing awesome. Big up for black shows. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um I saw a uh <laughs> I saw a tweet and it said it was talking shit about Black Panther, and it was like, Black Panther, talking about black uh, people, talking about African uh, uh, um, African pride. Not one frame of Black Panther was shot in Africa. Like, you know, yeah, he he, he like, yeah, I made this good, big point. <laughs> Somebody was like, yeah, just the point about Star Wars, not one frame of Star Wars was shot in space. <laughs> Like, you dumb fuck. Shut up. Try to ruin everybody else's good time. Man, first of all, you go to you go to the best place that um give off a good feel. And you're talking about a fictional city or uh, place in Africa. So, right. So and somebody, I'm uh-huh. sure other people were like, so wait, so you mad that should they have actually shot in Wakanda? He yeah. probably thought it was real. <laughs> Do you know there's place. like there's like, I don't want to call it bounties because it's not a bounty, but people have offered reporters thousands of dollars to ask Donald Trump point blank something about Wakanda. Like, what do you think about the African nation Wakanda and the moves their their king has, uh, has uh, you know, with their natural resources, how he's moved there, whatever, whatever. You know, try to frame it like super, like a regular-ass question, but... <laughs> It's about fucking, you know, Black Panther. And so far, nobody's <laughs> taking them up. All he's going to say is, you know, we're, we're good friends. You know, I know we'll be good friends and stuff like that. <laughs> That's all he's probably going to say. I know we'll be good friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll do well together. Yeah. Always, uh, you know, they're a trusted ally. Or they're fucking shitholes. Africa, you say, fuck them. That's what he might say. Who knows? This fucking guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, big ups to them. And um, and another thing, um, just a fun fact: thirty-two years ago today, uh, a, a movie came out that really was big in my childhood. Uh, Last Dragon. So, <laughs> big ups and happy birthday to that show. Now, that movie. Wait, who? What show? The Last Dragon, Bruce Leroy. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it came out 32 years ago today. Just a little fun fact, that's all. I mean, it's fun fact. But um, we're listening to y'all um, cover everything today, man. Yeah, Enzo, 
boy, you you messing up people's money, you out here fooling around, and then you don't tell the people that you work for that you was being investigated. Or uh, I don't know if he's being investigated because they haven't um, put in any investi- investigation in anybody yet. That's a report, but, you know, they got to um, put you down as a suspect first, and I don't see him down as a suspect, so he ain't being investigated. You got to know how this criminal um, stuff go down. Yeah, I can be in a police report, but if I ain't um, listed as a suspect, most people don't pay it no mind. Not most people, but people who he seemed like he hang around people who, you know, try to deal in that life. So that would be their knucklehead way of handling stuff instead of doing what you're supposed to do, tell your job. Hey, man, I got in a situation. That's a two-minute conversation. Now you're going to cost yourself millions of dollars for not having at least a five-minute conversation with somebody. I sent the collection point to your GPS. Make the pickup and bring the goods to the warehouse. Man, I feel bad for um, Cedric Alexander. That's probably going to be a big payday for him. Rational um, pay-per-view. Yeah. But now, I mean, you don't if, you, get... if you're if you're if you hear you know, I mean if people really heard that right and the and the division is on the line. Yep, now you, you gotta make your next move the best move. If if that if that's what if if everybody's saying what is true and Ben's ready to get rid of it, whoever, you know, over creative of it right now. You gotta make it. You gotta make your next move the best move. Uh, a lot of people might, you know, not be working or employed there no more. Oh, oh! I wanted to say this earlier. The fact that this uh, mix match challenge thing that it seems like WWE is losing interest in, like, like yeah, they were all gung ho, and then they're like, oh, now we gotta, you know, do it, and it's not exactly like whatever, you know, that not having like the best. Uh, Reaction or ratings or whatever mm-hmm. might be good for two hundred five. Lot, you know, like well, if that came out and was like a hit, like imagine if mixed match challenge was just a smash. People were watching all on Facebook. I mean, a lot of people watched on Facebook. I think of you know, in that first night, you know, half a million people, maybe a million people. I don't know. A lot of people watched. I don't, don't, don't uh, quote me on that. Yeah, then it's about the reviews on it, I guess. Yeah. Not the day of or right then watching of it because you no know, those type of stuff. It's not about watching it soon you put it out there live. About all the reviews and everything else of it is what they sell it for. But who knows? Yeah. Good good shot for um two oh five but if they're thinking that any and that um, Enzo was two hundred five, then that could cause a, another situation now that puts you in the bind. If he was the one that they felt selling the two hundred five, yeah, but they pulled back on that. I mean, he was the champion. Was it's not like he was main event. Roy did the two weeks in a row and. They, they they didn't make 205 appointment television after, you know, they ran their initial angle. It just kind of went back to being 205 Live with Enzo on it. 
Yeah. But then once Zendo became champion, I actually stopped watching 205 Live. Like, I haven't watched 205 Live in probably like two or three, like two, three months. Yeah. I used to watch it pretty, like, at least like, like during the show, I would have it on in the background. Like, if I hadn't watched it yet, I don't even give a fuck no more. But and that's a, and that's the crazy part too that a lot of people stop caring about it. But recently, I could say probably the past six weeks, almost two months, it's been the best book show in throughout the whole WWE. See, and that's what I've been stopping paying attention. Not a, wow, no, I didn't hear you. The first person I heard say that, or anything close to that. Yeah, and I, I know that's just my opinion, but. I don't heard a lot of people, a few people, not a lot, I can't say a lot, but a few people say that that was been the best book show in WWE. So that's what, if you just sit and watch it, if you go back and you look at it, if, if people don't believe me, if you look at everything they're doing, especially with Cedric Alexander and just Enzo and, and Drew Gulak and everybody, that's the best book show. Did anybody cut a promo on 205 last night? I didn't see it. I didn't Besides get, Brian um, coming out and expressing, like, hey, no more Enzo. Nobody else got to. Like, what do they do with the Enzo train? Like, how do they, like, now go about that? What does Drew go like? I don't know. Maybe, see, I told you. <laughs> you can't do that. Maybe you, maybe you um, emphasize it on him more because out of everybody who – He's probably one of the ones that have gotten over the most and grown the most with his character. And um, like people want Gulak to be the champion. Yeah. And from seeing from the pictures from the um, the house show, because remember they just had a house show this past weekend, and, and Enzo was on each show. <laughs> that was so crazy. <laughs> um, Drew Gulak was seeming like. From the pictures, he was one of the most popular people there, next to Enzo. So, yeah. So that's that's something that I um noticed. And I, um, also, Travis, did you um did you catch all of NXT today? Because I know you don't like. Uh, no, I didn't turn Maybe. it on till. Uh... For like the last fifteen minutes or so. Yeah. Well, if you so get a chance, go back and watch that sit-down interview with her and Amber Moon. Thought it was very intriguing in a different type of way how they did everything. Who and Amber Moon? Oh, uh, Shayna Baszler. Oh, oh shit. Okay. And Shayna is a little tall too. They have she she's standing straight up and you know. Looking down on Amber Moon, and she give a good. She get she's the type of heel that you might want as uh, as a woman, um, badass heel, um, future star because she just give off that badassness. When you think that yes, yeah, she's sneaky and she do stuff and she yeah, she attack people, but you feel like <laughs> she will give you those hands. <laughs> if it's called well, of course. Her. If you call her, too. yeah. She's still. And just a different person. type of fear. Yeah. 
but I would want my bad my bad guy to be a garbage person uh, with no likable traits. But once you start having likable traits, now I got I feel like I got to start sympathizing with you. <laughs> right? Fuck Shayna Baszler. I want all the bad things in the world to happen to her and only her. Fuck her. Seriously. And I want to feel good about wishing bad on you. <laughs> if I start, you start being a little too good. Now I got to feel bad for wishing bad on you. And I don't want that. All right. Goddamn 830. In this motherfucking show. Appreciate you, though. Good stuff, as always. Um, yes, sir. Yeah. We'll get the hell out of here now. So. All right, appreciate your call, Darrell, uh, and everybody else that uh, chimed in tonight, whether it was, oh, I can't even, oh, I can't do that. I still got uh, at least Ross, I can answer Mars in VIP. And then Nathan, uh, is he, is it, where's Nathan from? I forget, Nathan. All right, uh, what up, fellas? It's Nathan. Jason Powell said something I've been thinking a long time. Since Road Dog took over SmackDown, it's been getting progressively worse. Uh, what are y'all thoughts on Road Dog's creative direction of the brand? <clears throat> I know Vince still makes the big decision, but he's been, re- but it's it's been reported that Road Dog has a lot of freedom to do what he wants. Damn, he sucks. Yeah, no, it does. Uh, like when you hear like when he took over, and it's like, oh yeah, it's a. Kind of about when things stopped being great. Like, remember, SmackDown, like, for a long time was just the by far clear-cut best show with the, with, the, with, the, with the more diminished talent roster. You know, right after the split in 2016, right up until WrestleMania, so from July to February, SmackDown was really hitting on all cylinders. It was really good. And then, you know, a lot of things got sacrificed during WrestleMania season and 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 uh and 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 then afterwards it's like the road dog stuff, like where it just never came back from you know, never got back to to the heights. And a lot of that was, you know, Jinder Mahal this past summer and that whole whole thing. But then they didn't have a lot else going on underneath that to make it, like, make the stuff, like, worthwhile or make the show worthwhile. Um, so, yeah, if he's got a lot of freedom, it's like, man, of all guys to have a lot of freedom, somebody that's not that creative or that, you know, just not good with like nuance. So appreciate that email, Nathan. I'm glad I was able to get that in. And uh young Ross from uh Baltimore, he chimes in, what up Trav and Cam? I hope you guys are doing well. It's been a minute since I last wrote. Uh, my question this week is how to book a monster. I love the WWE I love what WWE is doing with Braun. But by making him so powerful, they lessen the number of potential threats and their legitimacy and their legitimacy as challengers. Uh, how can you maintain his strength without hurting the rest of his ro- of the roster? It seems like the only place is down, as I don't think his status can be maintained for a long period of time. 
As always, thanks for your time and response. Yeah, I got on this a lot last week because the the whole two weeks in a row, the scaffold stuff, the set, pulling the set down, which, you know, takes a certain amount of strength, but it's more the idea that this fucking maniac would, (laughs) you know, grapple hook the thing and pull the set down. Again, I don't know if I could do it, but I don't think strength was what sold that. It was this guy's a monster and a maniac and was willing to pull the set down on people. Then the truck. That's when I just, like, like okay, so it was back-to-back. So he shouldn't have had a job the next week. Right? Like, why the hell is he, should he be allowed in the building next week if he's going to pull the set? What about Skip, the, the engineer or the, the, the lighting guy? guy that like got caught up in the, in the in the he was on top of that set you didn't see him fall and like break his entire like left side of his body like it's just like fam like no like you should be in jail you should be under the jail and definitely not have a job but no they decide to fire him on tv and let him go berserk again and then they, and then besides like beating people up and eating people's cake and, and breaking stuff he flips over the truck which oh my god they didn't learn their lesson from the Shane McMahon, when he got his head thrown through the car window by AJ, how they had a camera position inside the bed, you know, from the back seat of the car to see see him coming in from the outside. Like, what a pile of crap, overly produced piece of shit that was. And it was the same with the, with the truck. Like the ambulance, like, like, like lifting the ambulance isn't bad enough. Now you're lifting the front end, the rig part of a semi. Like, fuck you, man. I said last week he should never sell a punch. He should never take a bump. He should never leave his feet ever again, ever. And what's he do? Gets clotheslined by Brock Lesnar and t- sells for it. Like, what the fuck is a Brock Lesnar when you can tip over, lift up and tip over a semi-truck? So it's it's stupid. It makes you stretch your stretch your imagination just way too far. And it makes everybody else, like you said, like you alluded to, like who comes after this guy? Who like eventually takes him? It just it makes it like you know what? I'm gonna bring some dynamite to the match, and I'm gonna stick that shit. I'm gonna light it and I'm gonna put it down uh, down his shirt <laughs> and run. And that's how you take care of Braun Strowman. Because even that, why should he sell for dynamite? The fuck. So yeah, so good. I'm glad I got those two in. Appreciate the email, Ross. Sorry for uh, almost forgetting you. And, uh, yeah, we'll get the rest in uh, VIP, me and Rich. Uh, We'll do in a second here. So, yeah, so for you folks, that's it for you guys. We'll get at y'all next week. VIPers, um, yeah, click over. Rich and I will uh, give you another hour or so if you need more of me. But Rachel freshen things up, so that'll be good. So, all right, talk to you all then.